0: 62, and we're fired up to drop the knowledge, give you that fantasy football goo like we always do week in and week out, around year round. In the show, we are going to be doing end of season fantasy football awards. The uh, 2016 season has come to a close with Super Bowl 51 and we are fired up to talk fantasy and talk about the guys that had the highs, got guys that have the lows, and uh, all of the stuff in between. going to be a fun show. Houdini is out this week uh, on some business and we are excited to have Waz back in the mix, uh, firing it up, uh, doing it uh, with Pyro for his second podcast in the last three or so weeks. Welcome back, my friend, and across the way from me, I've got Stag Party, I'm D-Rex, we are Pyromaniac.com, and uh, what's up guys, we're going to talk briefly about the um, Super Bowl, real briefly, you guys all watched it, you've heard all about it, what are we going to tell you that you haven't already heard, so we'll go through, all I'll say is holy crap, that game was sweet. Uh, I was rooting and bet in for Atlanta but um you know I'm happy that the that that I'm happy for the Patriots and their fans as well. That was a nutty game, one of the greats.
1: Yeah, I can't complain. Went 11-0 against the spread in the playoffs. You know, finished out a nice little run there and, a, and it was looking a little bit dire for a while. Like the Patriots did not look like it was and then it, you know I had the under and then suddenly it's just like at least if they have the under, I still got a shot to win this. But it was just a crazy, crazy, crazy game. Um a great great play on both sides, you know, at at certain points. First half dominated by Atlanta. And how about your call? First play toss sweep. Love Devonta it. Freeman coming out with the banger. Uh and then they seemingly never really went back to the toss sweep. Uh and it just seems to be an epidemic in the sort of NFL circles, like it's working. why are we getting away from it? Uh, there the Julio Jones made you know sick as grab like if you're looking at just one of those you could draw up and the sickest grab you could ever think of it, Julio made it with full extension, you know tip put like the Statue of Liberty on the corner of a sideline, just insanity, and then Edelman, you know eight tips later picks it up off a guy's foot and it might be the greatest catch ever right after one of the pure great catches yep. yeah
2: you know i don't even think it looked like it went off his foot but i swear that ball just was just floating there <laughs> it's it's like jesus was like <laughs> Here you go, Julian. Look, <laughs> this is yours, <laughs> little,
1: little baby Jesus. Got
0: <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> his <laughs> hand right underneath. Absolutely, we saw they did an NFL film and they had you know basically every player's mic'd up in the Super Bowl. But they had like Legaré blowing the sideline, and, like every cause after that Julio catch and they like you know they they reviewed it or challenged it and he's like every game, man, there's always a catch against us every game. And little did he know, like less than two minutes later, the catch would go there when. That could change their uh, their future, but that was just insane. Uh, you know, Tom Brady. I think it just kind of dispelled anybody that didn't think he was the goat at the position. You can argue it, you can talk about it, but he's 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 just got. He's been there seven times. He's won five. If Welker hadn't dropped that pass, he probably should have six. He's he's the best ever, and he's got a few more seasons to go. Enough. I, I, we've all heard enough about T. Brady, but.
2: Yeah, and about the soundbites, so you said everyone's mic'd up. Did you actually hear about the thing between uh, Taylor Gabriel and Mohamed Sanu? mm mm-hmm. um, You know, I, I think the way it goes, I actually pulled up here, is like the Falcons were up 21 nothing at the time, and uh, Sanu, I think he said something like... Uh, They've never what, seen anything like this. Oh, no, yeah, and Taylor Gabriel was like, oh, it's Tom Brady, though, and Sanu was like, we about to put 40 up on their ass, you know what I mean? And then Gabriel was like... Man, we got to, man. It's like, he, he saw Tom and Tom Brady he was just Tom Brady. Unreal. Awesome. And
0: fucking, as you said earlier, Shanahan, how do you run five times in the second half? You're up like that. The only, I mean, coaching 101 is use the clock to your favor, burn the clock, give them as little time, and you run five passing plays in the second half. That is just probably some of the worst coaching ever. Uh, Atlanta fans are I was, all honesty, I was down with it and all, You were down with it?
1: Yeah, that's how they played all season long They attacked, <laughs> they attacked, and they attacked they just... uh, I don't, You know, as Phil Jackson Sort of said this week A leopard, no. a leopard don't change his stripes uh, was Sort can... of talking about, uh, about Don't change his spots Talking about mellow That was a weird little quote he had there well, that, that, That's a we can get into some Knicks talk for the rest of the, the right? hour. They're <laughs> going crazy over there. <laughs> Shit's going down. But, you know, it's sort of true. Like, why are you going to change? And, you know, they're stopping the run game. In the second half, you know, they had run a ton of plays for 17 yards rushing in the second half. And then once they got that big, big lead... You know, that's when those five plays come into account. But all season long, they have attacked. They have thrown the ball. They, I mean, Matt Ryan's the MVP for a reason, and it's because they went with the sort of relentless step on the throat style of offense, and it worked. But hey, eventually it didn't. And you, could, if you're writing up a script of how to throw a game, that sort of third and one play, that that wasn't, and then the sacks, and then. The holding penalty. Turnover. Well, yeah, get
0: them getting themselves out of that field goal. Oh, it was just unbelievable. And then on the flip side, just I thought it was over in that first half. The minute the Garrett Blunt fumbled, and then in that second, was, was that in the first? Uh, no, that was third quarter when Goskowski missed the extra point. Oh. I, when that happened, I'm like, it's just not their night. Amen. Falcons, you are the shit. And, and literally from that moment on, everything just went... Let's have him change his momentum And it went their way
1: uh, Yeah go for it Under the radar I wonder if this is a time Where Bill Belichick just moves on From a Steven Gostkowski. He He's sort of done this before They've got him under contract But he could just be like Dude's lost it He doesn't have it anymore Uh so that's something I can definitely see happening, you know. With his sort of, he's one of the highest paid kickers in the league, oh, yeah. and just letting him, you know, after this sort of up and down season he had, a lot more downs than he's ever had in the past. I can see Bill just pulling a fast one and be like, Ah, see ya
0: yeah, cuz that's again, it's fickle. You know, if you if you have a little chink in your armor, it can go it can go sideways. It's not even
1: a chink in your armor, it's like a chink in your brain. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the armor is the brain
0: this is what I mean. Kickers
1: are kickers are fucking psychos. I know a lot of them and they're all insane. <laughs> they're kind of the craziest goddamn people I have ever met. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, cool. I think that's good.
0: You know, whatever. We're, we we could talk at nauseum and do a whole show on it, but there's plenty of other sites that have been doing that and will continue to do that over the time. So we've talked about the uh, Super Bowl prior uh, for the last two weeks for a bit. Uh, we're not going to go in and give rear-view mirror stuff. Let's go into our Fantasy Football Awards, the Pyro. Woo. Is this the first annual? Yeah. <laughs> this is the inaugural uh, – uh, Pyro fantasy football award show. We'll
2: get the name down next time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that wasn't very
0: good. Like we oh, are great marketing. Yeah. Try, try, huge. Stop uh,
1: Shark, try Shark yeah.
0: Sharknado <laughs>
1: This is the pyro heat of the heats of hot <laughs> awards. <laughs>
0: sometimes, we know sometimes we get a little too cute with our with our titling. This,
1: this is the pyromaniac hot Cheeto awards.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, don't say the word Cheeto. Gets me gets me going. <laughs> In one <what> way. <laughs> I don't know what they're even talking about. Um, anyway, this is uh, I'm fired up for this one. This is gonna be fun. We've been telling you guys all throughout the season how during the off season, we just. We really love the show. It's a little more free form. It's a little more fun. We don't have to stick to the matchups like we do during the regular season. You've kind of gotten a sense of of what we do during the off season um, over the last handful of weeks while these playoffs have been going on. Just because we the matchup, there's been less matchups in season. We're just doing matchup, 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 talking about the sixteen games or however many are on bye weeks. During the off season we really get to go into strategy. We've been doing a lot of audits the past few weeks about 2016. This will kind of be our last show really showcasing what happened in 2016. We'll be talking about it plenty Strategy and, and, and shows for what to consider and look for for this upcoming 2017. Do some rearview mirror, but really we just get excited about these shows during the offseason because it can just be us talking strategy, us giving ideas and, and know-how on fantasy, and it doesn't have to be this guy versus that guy, this matchup versus that that matchup. So, uh it well, starts here. Let's do our award show where it's exactly this
1: guy for that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and let's do a Belverde! Bell Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Low pop. Is that what? No is that at Raiders? Oh, Bears. Um, cool. Ooh. Well, I think, <laughs> I think what we're going to do is we're going to start from the top. We're going to do exactly what the award shows don't do. They'll usually like, hold best picture for the end. Uh, we'll do the exact opposite. And we'll this order. is like
1: the one with the most least dramatic entrance anyway. It's like, who's going to win this award? Are you serious? Like, <laughs> the honest. fantasy MVP? The fantasy MVP.
0: And the nominees are... And we got this beautiful display showing these guys and their stuff. Just so you know, if you were in the room with us. It looks something. really nice. It's there. awesome. Okay. It's pretty sweet. Uh, the nominees are David Johnson, uh, running back for Arizona. Huge season. Le'Veon Bell, obviously, missed those first two-ish games. Uh, Had an amazing season Came at a high value Ezekiel Elliott Elliott, uh, Rookie extraordinaire Matt Ryan MVP of the NFL Not necessarily MVP of our fantasy show But of the NFL And Jordy Nelson Coming back from uh, that injury That had him out every game last season Those are our five Nominees for fantasy MVP of the 2016
2: season Go for it my man all five of these guys, I guarantee, in some shape or form, probably some had two on fantasy teams, won championships. I mean, these guys killed it. Um, the running backs, for example, people were paying, uh, you know, top five RB price, uh, RB one price. Uh, David Johnson was going, you know, first off the board. Le'Veon Bell was, you know, even though he had, he was going to miss those first uh, first couple games, uh, he was still, I think, you know, the, the fourth running back off the board, and Zeke was going RB two. And, uh, you know, they came back and finished RB2 uh, for, uh, excuse me, uh, wow, I totally messed it all up. David Johnson was had, like, the ADP of two. Uh, Le'Veon Bell for six, and Zeke had four, because we all know what happened with Todd Gurley, so we won't even talk about that. But they all right, came right. back and finished in top five. Um, they they were winning teams. No one had to deal with that zero RB stuff, The one RB. Uh, system actually worked a lot better. And... Uh, you know, at the same time, then you are getting the value picks there with Matt Ryan. I mean, he was. Did did, did we miss that or what? I mean, but I no, mean, he fit the the f- perfect thing for the late round QB. Yeah, I mean, it couldn't have been more perfect than it was this year for we Matt Ryan. Him. We loved him. He was one of our sleepers in our in our draft get all all preseason. You love
0: you love the value that no, what was it? What, what like?
1: Nobody really liked him. We had him as no. like, we had him we as had a sleeper, like eighteen QB yeah. eighteen. I'm not saying, but still, we, yeah, we were a little bit higher than the field, but not. Great. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that try we're to the highest
0: people in the world though. QB
1: two you know when ended end up finishing great season. And I think Matt Ryan was on thirty-three percent of ESPN league you know championship rosters. So he's a guy you drafted late, definitely helped you bring home the championship. And when I look at fantasy MVP, that's something I look for. Uh Jordy Nelson, you who know, you got him in the second, third round sort of turn is like the eighth, ninth, tenth wide receiver off the board, you know, coming from Green Bay, he had, you know, he had a couple great seasons with Aaron Rodgers, where he's in the thirteen to fifteen touchdown range, and he's had some, you know, seasons where he's in the seven, eight, nine touchdown range, and you know, it was just all things coming together, and they needed Jordy back, and it helped get Aaron Rodgers back, and he just went on a stretch. You know, there was a couple weeks in the middle of the season where it was like, oh, where, where's Jordy? Is, is Jordy dead? And then it was, oh, yeah, there's touchdown, 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 100 yards, touchdown, touchdown. Jordy Nelson just going off on a weekly basis. Jordy started out real hot,
0: like touchdown-wise, then not get five touchdowns in the first three weeks or something like that, then kind of lulled for a little bit, and then came around, came down the the, 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 the stretch
2: big time. You know, even uh, even though he had those those down weeks, Jordy Nelson was still tied for first for most wide receiver one weeks um, among all wide receivers uh, this year. He, uh, eight of his sixteen weeks were wide receiver one performances. Uh, I think we threw that up on the top positional weeks uh, just a few weeks ago. But he was tied with. Mike Evans, he also had um, 50% and Greg Salas, but he only played two games, yeah. so and one of them was a wide receiver is, one week. It so, it so, I mean, Jordy Nelson was the king of wide receivers on average all oh, throughout yeah. the year. So, I mean, there was, there was those ups, those downs, but he consistently performed at a wide receiver one uh, value. Absolutely. He, he also had
0: 500-yard had games, and in those first four games, he had five touchdowns. Through four games, the first four, he had five touchdowns for you. Uh, So putting up 20-point games uh, and team fantasy production games on the reg, uh, stud monger for sure.
1: So when we talk about David Johnson, you're going to talk about the all-around performance, the ability to catch the ball, the ability to score touchdowns in the red zone. The scrimmage yards he was able to compile With 15 straight games With over 100 yards from scrimmage To start the season And, you know, barring an injury in Week 16 Could he have gone the whole year without, you know, missing one? I think he could have But, you know, it's something unfortunately we didn't get to see You know, in Week 17 But for fantasy owners, you don't really play there anyways Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, he basically... was active but sat out week seventeen, so he's got a depending on where you look a fifteen or sixteen, you know game schedule under his belt. But he was very effective, especially after sort of a slow start to the season. He just sort of went off from week four on. Uh, once he got a little bit acclimated to the speed of the game, who's I, that? Ezekiel Elliott.
0: Oh. I want to say one one thing on uh, David Johnson. I thought. And I think we all did. at game eleven, game twelve, I thought he was gonna be the third ever uh, thousand thousand uh player ever in the history of the NFL. Didn't end up going that way. Uh he slowed down on his um he slowed down on his receiving yards in those last four games and like Stag said he was out the other one, but uh real, real close to uh, joining Marshall Falk and Roger Craig to be those uh those guys that can are getting a thousand yard rushing and a thousand yard receiving. Think about that. That's Super impressive. Only two guys have done it ever, and I think the season that both uh, Falk and uh, Craig did. Their team won the world, uh, the world series, Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> guys, <laughs> guys. Well, okay. So we got our basketball reference, our baseball reference yeah. in here. We're talking
1: about football, so let's let's slide to hockey soon. All right, curling? Anyone? Curling? It's my oh. favorite sport.
0: So awesome.
1: You know I love curling and handball. Those are my that's my shit. Those are my under the radar sports of the day. Love so it. you were talking about how impressive a
2: 1,000 1,000 season would be, but David Johnson's 20 total touchdown and over 2,000 all-purpose yard season yeah. is still phenomenal. Yeah, it's dangerous. it's great. It was it was incredible. I mean, but people were also paying that price for him. I mean, he was he was the second running back off the board and he was the the top running back this season. So, I mean, would he truly be the fantasy MVP? I mean, is he, was he the reason why people won leagues, or did he just, you know, maintain his value in order to help people get into the playoffs? My thought is this
0: he he did not, he was not on the championship team in my main two leagues, my oldest one and my big money league. But that's because the guy that had him, one was a keeper, and the other guy he drafted crap besides him. He should have been. If this guy had drafted any, I remember looking at them like, "God, he's got Dave Johnson." But like, God, he fucked up the rest of his draft. So, I'm gonna just say who I think is, and you guys, you guys can kind of be the deciding vote, and, and we'll, we'll we'll figure out. I think it's Dave Johnson's the MVP, personally, for me on the season. Just a total stud. That was only a sophomore season. I mean, that was a sophomore season campaign. Uh, this guy is just coming out of the gates, career-wise, like nobody's business. He's a no-frills, no-messing-around kind of guy. I love his story about growing up. and is a, just He's a hard-working dude. This is an under-the-radar guy. I went to a small college. It just I love everything about him. Uh, to be honest... That team kind of sucked. Uh, they started out all right. No, actually, they kind of just sucked. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, and he still was able to do that. I, I think David Johnson for me is the fantasy football MVP of this season. Who
1: do you guys? Uh, who do you guys like? Now, I'm Team David Johnson as well. But basically, even though you paid such a high price for him, people were talking shit about you in your league a little bit. It's like you know that's ballsy. <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> It's not like he rushed for 1,000 yards last year. He ended up at 581 in his rookie year. So there's just all these – Wow, like, oh, touch, that's crazy. That's a good point. Just touchdown regression. Like you literally had to go balls to the wall to get this guy. And he paid off in spades.
0: And remember, in August, everyone thought that there was a possibility that there could be three thousand yard receivers on this team. Uh, with all that aerial attack, it turned out to be sort of a dud compared to the previous season. But you were taking a David Johnson, knowing that this is a passing team, and obviously that helped you with his receptions, especially in uh, you know a PPR league. But
2: I totally get what you guys are saying about David Johnson, and I. You know, there's a certain part of me, though, that that thinks he was winning, or that people were winning leagues because of guys like Jordy Nelson. Just the reason being, in, in weeks 14, 15, and 16, championship week for most leagues, he was a wide receiver one in every single one of those weeks. Um, he was on both the championship exactly, teams that in the two leagues. Exactly. And, and the fact that he was – falling. I
1: see that fucking look on your face like you're going to
2: change your uh, book. He I was falling. He it. was falling into the second round. He was His ADP was 17th overall. He finished as the wide receiver one. That – the guy that, you know, totally blows past, you know, what people thought he was going to do, especially off an ACL tear, he won leagues. I think Jordy Nelson is the fantasy MVP. I'm not going to – I like that argument a lot. He did. It. He got
0: it done when he needed it the most. It doesn't matter. I've been. In, I've been in, had seasons. I can't remember a player. Maybe it was Cam Newton last year. I think I still won it, but they just crushes it and then just shits the bed for you. And Andrew Luck two years ago. Luck two years ago did that to me for sure. Um, but yeah, there's there's guys where they get oh, you all the way. Sorry for bringing that up. Too. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 and then they fall off the cliff right through you're like, great. I had the greatest season ever. And then when it, came, when it really counted, my main horse is sucked. So I, I really can't argue with, with that thought process for giving uh, Jordy the, uh, the finest white wide receiver we have in this NFL of ours to currently. And I just think, in general, another guy that was up for until the very end and the way they ran the table with Aaron Rodgers up for being an MVP of the NFL... If Jordy Nelson isn't there, this whole thing collapses, and we saw it last year. So just the fact that they were able to go so deep into that championship, it's Jordy Nelson. I mean, we know that Rodgers is awesome, Adams has stepped it up, no running game to speak of, uh, but it's it's Jordy. He's really the he's really the catalyst of that. Let's
1: deal. also talk about one more guy. Let's head on Lev Bell because we got to remember that Week fourteen game against Buffalo where he yeah. just demolished, rushing for two hundred and thirty six yards three touchdown, adding some catches in there. Uh, you know, that week just won you your, if, if you didn't have a bye, boom. You had Le'Veon Bell, you won. Winning and, game. and it was just insanity. And everybody, you just took out your competition with one player. So that's just one of those like, oh, you, you know, you look at that and it's like, and then, you know, he puts up another solid game after that with 13 points in the standard, 18 in PPR. And then in you know championship week for most people, against one of the toughest run defenses in the league in Baltimore, puts up 122 yards on 20 carries and a touchdown, and then it scores another touchdown through the air. So Le'Veon Bell is definitely one of those guys who stepped up come playoff time and then also stepped up in the actual NFL playoffs before bitching out.
2: Well, most of the Steelers did, and I mean, look what happened. So, you know, I I think all five candidates are, I I mean, that's the reason why we even consider them as candidates for fantasy MVP. Um, I'm going to stick with Jordy Nelson just based on the points I mentioned earlier. Stag, are you still on David Johnson?
1: I'd also like to make a case for Matt Ryan.
2: (laughs) Go
0: on. Or is this going to be like? Are we going to have co MVPs here? Do we have to slice this thing into the, into the,
1: into the three? Just, just being on a, like three uh, a third of championship rosters, like that's huge. Like people got you at a big value, and you were putting up points on a weekly basis. You gave them the edge over other quarterbacks in their league, and when you can get a guy late like that, because we're talking about. We're 100. talking about getting Jordy Nelson late. We're talking about
2: overall 121, 140 per fantasy pros. And okay. that's just a, 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 you know, a combination of a whole bunch of uh, sites. But 140. But at the same time, going quarterback 19 off the board, that's because so many teams will get their first quarterback within the first nine and then just kind of coast for a little while. And so coast. You know, so Matt Ryan was someone's second quarterback. So to consider that, I want to know the value that they spent on their first quarterback. And if it <laughs> wasn't anyone really expensive, I hope they got the value in a, you know, a, a, a Jordy Nelson or a Le- Le'Veon Bell when he was falling in some leagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you were able to get a, a combination of Matt Ryan with any of these guys that we've talked about, your team was probably a destroyer. Ship it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Book it. Book it. <laughs> Put it in the put so, it in the bag. I just can't go away from David Johnson and his week-to-week consistency. He was always there for you. His floor was just so high. Like, in PPR, leagues, his floor was literally, like, 20, 20 fast points. You knew he was going to get you that. And if he didn't, it would be, like, a mind-barring upset to where he gets you 18. So I'm sticking with David Johnson. So I think we should proclaim... Mr. David Johnson, the 2016 Pyro Fantasy Football f- Fanatic Award f- winner,
0: <laughs> and what we could do—just say no. Oh, we could, we could. Break it into position, and we get, you know out of out of uh, quarterbacks you got Ryan, out of running backs you get David Johnson, out of wide receivers you get uh, uh, Jordy. We could do it out of um, color your skin. No nope. white. The white guy uh, white award is, goes Jordy, and uh, you know the black award will go to David Johnson. No,
1: we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's no, not th- a spoiler alert. It's called the teaser. Teaser. This is a radio thing. Teaser. I like it. <laughs> Teasing it. Stag party.
0: WGN thing really has, uh, stepped up your radio game.
1: CBS Sports Radio. CBS. Not, yeah, not WGN, nice hey. try. I,
2: you know. I'm cool with David Johnson. Great call. I mean, let's let's go for it. David Johnson. I uh, w- it not my first ballot, but uh... oh, it's not your MVP. Fuck you, then. <laughs> no, I like yours. I think it's good. Hey, when you vote and you get to vote for your stuff in this, your guy doesn't always win. Someone voted for da- uh, uh, Derek Donald Hall. Trump. No, Derek Carr. Let's not go there. Uh, I love Derek. Yeah. What? Let, let's talk. about I'm not. Some lousy players. I already said I wasn't going to go there. Let, let's let's talk about some lousy <laughs>
1: players. Let's talk about some uh, lousy players.
2: Fantasy MVP,
0: the least valuable player in fantasy for 2016. This is where you don't want to be, and usually where you head if you have a pretty good. Si- One of the guys um, that we just read in the MVP probably is going to fall into the LVP next year. Because career year beware is always something that you got to keep in the back of your mind. So Fantasy Least Valuable Player, and the nominees are... You are beautiful, honey. Thank you for handing me that card.
1: Um, I'm glad we hired strippers for the show. This is good. This is the best idea we've ever had. I'm just
2: happy they can't see me handing him the cards.
0: (laughs) Yeah, strippers are, uh, they're, they're mutes. They don't talk, so uh, it's perfect. Uh, basically, the nominees are Cam Newton, quarterback, Panthers, from the highest to the middle lowest. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is another candidate for LVP, wide receiver for the Texans. Allen Robinson, rah, rah, wide receiver, Jaguars, for running back Todd Gurley, second-year season. Not a good one for the LA Rams. And Brandon Marshall, who had a surprise uh, out of nowhere, real awesome showing in 2015 season, went high, really threw a dote on the the bridge of your nose for sure. Uh, So, LVPs, those are your five candidates. Let's discuss.
2: All right, let, let, you know, let, let, let's start off, and I, I think a big reason why these candidates are, or these players are candidates for fantasy, least valuable player, is because of how high of a price we paid for them. Um, Cam Newton, he was first quarterback off the board. It made perfect sense at the time, but uh, we know how that turned out this year. He was the 16th overall player, so I mean, the second round, he was the first, people were taking him as, uh, as their first quarterback to try to get the head start, to try to take advantage of that value. Um, DeAndre Hopkins, he was uh, fourth wide receiver off the board, eighth overall. He was a first-rounder all day, as was Allen Robinson. Uh, Sixth wide receiver. I think he was going at the end of the first... Early the second. I think it was about 12, 13th overall. Oh, we call that the turn. At, at the turn. It's <laughs> more radio talk. Never heard that before. The turn turned, in this case, into the turn. <laughs> Brandon Marshall. The thing that uh, surprised me most about Brandon Marshall is nothing really changed. You know what I mean? Except for a lot of off-season talk. But, like, oh, the situation was there. People were paying uh a second round price for him for the uh as a wide receiver one he was the eighth wide receiver off the board in drafts most drafts and last but not least our favorite that uh third player off the board most in most leagues first running back Todd Gurley Todd Gurley a uh, totally shit the to bed this year not good times for Todd Gurley so
1: someone we're talking about Todd Gurley it's calling him the least value player it, it sort of hurts his candidacy being against these other guys because these other guys were so much worse. Like, because you could play Todd Gurley on a weekly basis as your RB two. You didn't see a smash home run return that you've seen in the past or that you saw last year from Todd Gurley, but you know he was still a usual fantasy asset on a weekly basis. He still had he didn't have the blow up weeks, but he was gonna get you you know six to eight standard points a week, and that's it. But you know when you think about it, it was it was a great RI, but he was still there as at least a flex. So that's my thoughts on Todd G. Yeah, you, know, you know Todd Gurley, he he's yeah he still finishes a uh,
2: mid RB two and from a league that is full of. Running backs that are getting injured or that are sharing carries. Todd Gurley had that volume at least, and uh, but you know what surprised me the most is the Rams, where where uh, bottom five in rush attempts as well. So you got to think at the same time, like what were they, what were they doing? You all you have is it's the Los Angeles Todd Gurleys. You know, I I mean, we don't. No one remembers who Jared Goff threw the ball to. I mean, he took a lot of sacks, but it was the Todd Gurley show. And yet they couldn't run the ball enough. They couldn't get enough plays on offense.
1: Oh, pace of play was just awful. Terrible pace of play and third down turnover percentage, all the things you don't want from an offense. They seemed to put up that little Bermuda Triangle of fucking awfulness.
0: His, he was like this. Beacon that you just were sucked into. I knew that that team was gonna suck bells. I knew that the offense he was just not, He was gonna fall down and he was gonna come to earth. And we all knew it. Let's be honest. We all knew it. But when we're doing our tears and we're going in, it's like God, girly this guy's gonna be the next Eric Dickerson. He's gonna be this and that. And he, everyone just got sucked into that and just got girly eyes because um, out of all the players, I think that got taken in the first round, he's the biggest bust of all. Of them. I mean, you could say ah.
2: Peterson, I mean, we're looking to our
1: Peterson LDPs, man.
2: Exactly. He was at
1: least usable. Yeah.
2: I mean, <laughs> he was the talk about
1: plus. Alan Robinson. We'll talk about.
2: But he, he was, Hopkins, yeah,
0: Hopkins, Hopkins. They were, yeah, he was a late first. But these they, guys are all was, Girlie first. Gurley was like, well,
2: Gurley was like one, two, or three. He was a big bust draft-wise in his in his ADP. Gurley was three. Hopkins was eight. Yeah. He he was going off as the fourth wide receiver, but yeah. I mean, it was swapped. Like there were some people I knew people that would have taken him first. First or second wide receiver, just because of he. I mean, the progress he's been making. He's been looking great. He was quarterback proof for a couple years yeah. until this year. I mean, there goes that label. Um, but uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins barely squeaked in a you know wide receiver three a year. It was it was terrible. He out of this. He played all sixteen weeks. And only two of those, he finished top 12. they uh, weeks one and two. Uh, you know, I I don't remember the exact weeks. I can get to that soon. But the fact that he, he didn't even get 1,000 yards. Get back to you. He only got four touchdowns. I mean, it, it, that is something you absolutely do not want for your wide receiver one that you just used your first-round pick on. Absolute least valuable player worthy.
1: And he's a guy where you can see the bottom potentially falling out. They drafted a wide receiver. They changed the quarterback. They changed the running back. Uh, you know, Everything sort of changed uh, around him. So I guess that one you can see a little bit if that makes it any less uh, valuable or more valuable to you. Yeah, so Hopkins, his two wide receiver one weeks, top 12
2: weeks, week two, uh, he only finished uh, six overall for wide receivers. In week 17, the the week that completely skews any kind of – uh, you know, matter <laughs> exactly. I mean, and he was the wide receiver eleven. So I mean, in, in reality, he really only had one and a half. You know, uh, wide receiver one weeks. Yeah, it's was, it was terrible, terrible.
1: Okay, talk about the other candidates, Cam Newton.
2: Yeah, Cam Newton. I mean,
1: I mean, miss missed the game after that two point blunder where he got smoked for showboating, and just never was the same. The rush attempts weren't there. Uh, you know, he, he went back to his career norms and passer, you know, sort of rating, and just his incompletion percentage was awful. Uh, he was just bad, bad, bad. Cam dude. when you look at him, and you can see reasons to not draft Cam, but then you can also see reasons to draft him. I mean, even if the bottom sort of fell out and he lost, like, 20% of his value... He was still the best quarterback in the league last year and things along those lines. You can see where even if he lost a little, he can still be good and still give you that sort of over-the-field points that you're looking for. That definitely didn't happen. Um, You know, got benched at portions in the season for behavior issues and sort of problems with Rivera. Uh, it was just a crap, crap season for Cam.
2: I think it all started, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally making this up, but I'm going to pretend like I'm not. <laughs> I think it all started when he gave the football to this one kid in the stands. He was wearing a, a Panthers jersey. Then, after the kid received the ball, I, I supposedly the kid took off the jersey, showed the opposing uh, team's jersey, I forget who they were playing, Uh-oh, and he went show voting himself. So it's like, I think that just crushed Cam's uh, oh. inside. He was just like, I just I just gave the game ball to the opponent. Uh, oh. All downhill from there. That oh. is a
0: great move, though. If I had it, just buy the jersey to get the ball in there like this, and then after you get it, like, later, suckers.
1: Suckers.
0: You know the same kid, it's like the same guy that went to the Super Bowl party. He had a number 11 Julio Jones jersey over a number 11 Edelman jersey, and he was wearing the Edelman jersey at
2: the end of the game. Yeah, because you know, hundred dollar jerseys are just something that all of us just buy just to yeah, pull a prank. I, if you got the if you got those close seats that close to the field,
0: you got money. And that's the one thing that you gotta understand. Like when you see these balls get in the hand of these kids, it's like I know where I sit. It's the second to last row and those seats are hundred and seventy-five bucks. I don't know what it
2: costs to be in the front row. Don't know, don't care. So we're we're talking about Cam Newton and how that offense just like faltered all throughout the season or most of the season. And the same thing, but on a probably worse level, were the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Allen Robinson was the recipient of a lot of nothing. Ugh. I mean, he, uh, six touchdowns for 883 yards. He only posted wide receiver uh, top 12 wide receiver weeks in three of his 16 games. Blake Borders looked terrible. Marquise Lee looked good this year. Allen Hearns was, you know, kind of forgotten about. Or, he, you know, Lee got more playing time. He finally finished the season healthy-ish. Uh, I mean, but Allen Robinson They couldn't get A-Rob the ball I just want to thank Staggs for
0: the Terrell uh, Williams call Once I picked that mofo up Robinson, other than I think the game The one game he actually had played well I think that was Raiders maybe uh, Just because it was a great matchup I, I sat Robinson for the next For the last 6-7
2: games, thank God
1: You going to keep him again? No way no way. I held my
2: keeper. Nothing's league. changing. Not until uh, Bortles gets out of that contract and they they kind of start over.
0: Robinson's gone, dude. He's not sticking around. He's like, I'm gonna. He's gonna try and have as great as good of a season as he has. Be a good teammate. Be a good pro. People know he's got the talent. When he can sign as a free agent, unless they franchise tag him, but maybe uh, he's off to somewhere where he can make some big salary. They're gonna yeah.
1: franchise tag him yeah.
2: for like three years. Fuck. No! at least he's. Not doing as bad as Justin Blackman did. Yep. So, I mean, let's, let's give him that. Yeah. He's hanging in there. Maybe
1: he's going to go on the Blackman train for like a four game suspension so they don't re sign him. That's all it takes. God, Blackman. It wasn't <laughs>
0: Black. Blackman was the draft with Luck, right? So it was Luck, RG3, I-, I forget who went third, and then Blackman was the fourth pick in that draft.
2: I, I-, I was a big fan of him. Oh, he was awesome. 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 He was Still so up. good. Still up. So That brings yeah. us to actually, see him at the bar right now. Yeah. The you'll be able to, to find our, him. Our last candidate who. I'm just gonna throw it there now. I feel is should definitely be considered for least valuable player. He's my least valuable player. Exactly. I, I mean this guy finished outside the top fifty for wide receivers. Wide receiver fifty one. And I mean people were drafting him as a wide receiver eight. He he was going the second round. I I was drafting him. I I thought the value was there. I was like, oh I'm gonna get another friggin' I'm going to get, like, a 1,200-yard season. Fitz and Marshall magic. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) And the dude didn't break 800 yards. He caught three touchdowns. And this was even with Eric Decker being gone. Like, what happened? Uh, Quincy Nunwell was making strides. Robbie Anderson came out of the woodwork. And Brandon Marshall wasn't even a factor and didn't have to be. Terrible. Like, Brandon Marshall is my least valuable player. I'm going to say before you go on, my least valuable teammate... Is the same
0: we can put that together. It's the same. Is Brandon Marshall. As we've said on the show, total two he's a two-season guy. He comes in, does plays up nice, he works hard, nice to everyone, rah-rah team leader, everyone, year two, and we told this to we told us the to PK Ripper for ages, he agrees now. At year two, he's just like he gets comfortable and he's a total d bag and he's just
2: a, kind of a head case. But he is he as worse of a teammate as Ryan Fitzpatrick is? Yes, yeah, he's worse. The Fitzpatrick guy P- was just puts terrible. a great season, gets paid, sucks the next season, third time. But at least in the locker room, I
0: don't think people like think he sucks. He, he was like holding out. He wanted to get. He knew he was like I got. I got one shot here. He knew he sucked. That's true. He wanted three years of, of uh, off of it. He knew he was. He sucked. But Brandon Marshall's just a cock, and he's been a cock every step of the way. I think. Dan Fouts uh, responded to the fact that Terrell Owens didn't get inducted to the Hall of Fame last weekend, and basically he said, "Hey, if this guy's a Hall of Famer, why did so many teams trade him? Why did so many teams drop him? Why did this guy bounce around and was he on what? I mean, I know his last two or his last season, he like jumped around to three teams before finally he gave it up, but." Um, He's like, why is that happening? He's like, we all know why. It's because he's a shitbox teammate. It's you're not a Hall of Fame teammate. That's why there's a there's a lot of layers being a Hall of Famer. That is, in my opinion, Brandon Marshall. Great player, great talent, elite. If you got it, if you're playing a pickup game, you're he's sick. He's got it all. As far as being an NFL and a professional and a guy, he's just not it. So I don't know, I think where does Brandon Marshall go? So he's gonna get cut? Is he? Is, does somebody want him next year?
1: Uh, probably. I mean, the thing is, I'm not Remember sure. Remember, Terrell Owens yet. finally was
0: like, it just like was like he was sick. He still is a top five guy in the league, in my opinion. Maybe top ten, top ten guy in the league. And people that were like, that happened to eh, some guys. We don't want him. That it's happened with
1: a lot of guys. I mean, couldn't. I'm like Chad, not have Chad Johnson. Yes. he was. He but was he less of so an woman.
0: asshole, but he beat a woman. That was kind of like a, a pre-Ray Rice. Yeah, he got married to that chick from Basketball Wives, and he beat the crap out of her, and he admitted to it. I mean, he fessed up to it. He's like, I fucked up. Got cut by Miami. No one re-picked him
2: up. He was out of the league. I mean, so, I mean, so, so it, it goes... That happened while they were on that hard knocks. I mean, it, it goes with Brandon Marshall. If, if the guy managed to play 16 games every game this season and still finish outside the top 50 for wide receivers... That is I I think that's a really hard thing to do almost <laughs> for a guy with his skill set. It's unreal. I it was that's crazy, you're Did right. Did he
1: miss the final week or now officially?
2: He he played all 16 games. He played, he just didn't play good. No, I mean it was like most weeks <laughs> he just didn't play, you know? He just <laughs>
1: didn't register a target. Like I think he was on a snap count or some bullshit in week 17. Yeah, but Bryce, still Bryce
2: wasn't, you know, it was he was kind of was Bryce even the quarterback then? Because didn't he get hit? Oh, that's right. He got hurt, then Fitz came back in, and... It was bad. I, but, oh. here's the thing.
1: Brandon Marshall is the least valuable player, because you ruined two fucking teams. I he ruined the Jets, and he ruined your goddamn fantasy teams. Uh, basically, when you look at Brandon Marshall, he had only had three seasons in his long career uh, with... Under 1,000 yards receiving. One of them was this year. He had only had like three seasons with three or fewer touchdowns. One was this year. Uh, you look at the number of targets, he still received 129 targets. He, and he only caught 60 of them for the second lowest total of his career. And you could just sort of take out Brandon Marshall's rookie year when we're talking about these things. Because if you do that, it's just a dog shit, dog shit year. He ruined two teams, and he kept talking about it the entire time. And just at this point, I think he's the least valuable player. I
2: think he's more least of a valuable player than David Johnson is the most valuable player. I mean, (laughs) if that makes any sense at all. That's, I'm with you. I, as a Jets fan, it hurts me even more. Oh, I mean, oh. you guys are Bears fans. Okay, we're 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 feeling the same burn. Oh. All right, but I thought we, you know, he he did us great last year. Yeah, and I, you know, and Especially I thought, because he gave it a value last year. It, at the same time, I was like, well, maybe because it, Decker was hurt, maybe this. No, it it had nothing to do with him because it I, it started with Marshall, went to Fitz, everything else toppled over. Yeah, the least
1: I, valuable player, Val. 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 Got off time in there. And
0: Valverde. Double Valverde. I'm going to give you a little lesson on how to do a, a beer crack. Maybe it's just the computer's in there and you don't want to get a spill on it. That's probably it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy's a real cock knocker. Fuck you, Brandon Marshall. And whoever's team takes him, if you're a listener and you guys all of a sudden sign him, you're going to probably have a pretty sweet season from Buy this him. year. <laughs> not get,
1: at the playoffs, though.
0: Yeah, not at the playoffs. But then next year, just know. He's going to ruin your locker room. He's going to be cut. And uh, have fun with that little journey. You'll be about the seventh or sixth team to go through it. Uh, All right. Good stuff. I like it. I like it. Um, Here's a quick question on that. The conjecture out of Allen Robinson or DeAndre Hopkins, or let's say, let's bring Todd Gurley into the mix for 2017. Which of those three guys, each, would each of you guys kind of going right now, on your tiers, who would you be the most bullish on?
2: Uh,
1: Alan Robinson. I'd
2: I, I have to agree with, with Robinson as
1: well. Um, Hurley, Paul, uh, oh, I mean, I just think things can change for Allen Robinson to where they can push the ball to him more and try to get him the ball and throw him the ball in the red zone and just do all those little things that didn't seem to be there. And we saw he had, you know, over the last stretch of the season, you know, once Doug Marone was sort of the interim head coach, he got fed the ball a little bit more and he was more effective. So if there's a guy, I I believe in his talent more than I believe in the other two guys, uh,
0: and you do I, believe in his talent more than both other guys? Okay, I yes. love that. I and don't the, disagree. And then, I, I, think, I think I think
1: Gurley's uber-talented. Yeah, but I just know the situation that he has to overcome. Because I don't think there's anything getting better in, in L.A. Yeah, and one thing
0: that I love about Robinson out of the other guys, and then we'll move on to the next award, is... Aren't they supposedly going pretty high on a running back? And what if all of a sudden they get one of these stud bag running back situations? I don't
1: believe that. I don't. You don't
0: believe that? Okay. Because that's like one thing that could help. If they got like a running back and you're not going to get a, uh, Elliot, you're not going to – but they're go- if they go high and they grab one of these guys, I don't know, a Fournette or, or if they go uh, Cook or one of these main guys, and all of a sudden he just like is one of those seminal awesome frigging players, that's going to really change things because the running game for him was a real, real – real wet blanket so alright cool stuff I love it let's go on to our next award thank you oh yeah I'll see you after the at the after show party honey um, this is biggest surprise stat and this is in the positive realm so we're going to do start off with this one which is a positive biggest surprise stat who <laughs> just jumped off the pages and uh, surprised us and the nominees are Garrett Blunt's 18 TD Same total as three seasons combined previously for the fella. Is that the biggest surprise? Or is it Dalton, top 10 with no weapons and a substandard running game? Is that one of the uh, top positives and biggest surprise for you? Nelson's third 200-point season after an ACL tear. Is that the biggest surprise? Or Cameron Brait finishes sixth among tight ends? Wow. So those are, the, those are the four nominees, and there are some other ones we could throw in there for sure, uh, but those are, that's, a, that's, a good, that's a, definitely a good batch. I think one that I would say surprised at would be Tyreek Hill. I mean, just kind of what he was... It's not really a stat so much. And he, I guess he didn't have... He, he just kind of showed up and had some great moments, but whatever. Tyreek Hill was a surprise to me. Um, which one, what do you guys think? Let's just talk about this
2: one a little bit. I didn't realize Dalton finished top ten. And I was going to start with that one just because Dalton finished top 10, threw for over 4,200 yards, which was uh, 10th, uh, 10th uh, among QBs. He finished QB 10. Uh, A.J. Green missed six games. Tyler Eifert missed eight games. Giovanni Bernard missed six games himself. And then you, you start to think, who was Dalton even throwing to? At this word? I mean, Tyler Boyd. He, he was coming around, but he's he's still not a guy who is let's just, turning
1: heads. Let's just go
2: give him that meh tag. Right. He's yeah. meh. I, I yeah. mean, that, that that's one of my favorite, biggest surprises. I mean, I had I had a few Dalton shares this year, and he kind of... I was worrisome with all those injuries, but he just kind of held in there and you know posted enough yardage and got those touchdowns in there to, to make it work when, the, when it mattered the
1: most. And the thing with Dalton is he was like the most consistent... Weekly quarterback, you knew what you were getting out of Andy Dalton. Like you weren't going to get the QB one weeks on every single week, but you were going to get at least QB eighteen or QB sixteen. He was going to be a top half of the league scorer pretty much every single week. He was going to give you that you know two hundred yard passing and uh, in, in a touchdown or you know two hundred and fifty yards and two and make and even run for a touchdown. You know he did that what four times this season. And that's just been a part of his game, you know, over the last couple of years. Those touchdowns have been there from a rushing standpoint. So it's great. Yeah, four rushing touchdowns this year, three last year, four the year before. Andy Dalton, very surprising. Legarrett Blunt. I did think there was a chance Legarrett Blunt could just be the hammer and he proved to be the hammer plus a little bit more, and 18 touchdowns. He had 73 rush attempts in the red zone. Seventy-fucking-three. Like, what, that's a quarter of his rush attempts, Jeez. at least— uh, coming inside the twenty-yard line, prime scoring opportunity. He scored seventeen of his eighteen red uh, touchdowns inside the twenty, and then uh, looking at it, you know, closer, he scored sixteen of his eighteen inside the ten, and thirteen of his eighteen inside the five, uh, and thirteen of his twenty-seven attempts inside the twenty. Went for a tu- or inside the five, went for a touchdown. Unreal.
2: And, you know, there was a lot of people this offseason that really projected, because LeGarrette Blunt was going super late in drafts. I mean, that everyone avoids the Patriots running backs. It's just really not worth the gamble. Um, but... We'll talk <laughs> about that a lot Yes, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Blunt a lot of people were like, he's yeah, going right. to be the goal line back. Like, he's going to get opportunities. But no one... I, I didn't, and I, I know a lot of people didn't think it would be... That many opportunities, like party was mentioning, and I didn't think he was going to convert 18 of them. I mean, it's it, it's really unreal. And out of his 16 weeks, uh, he had five RB one weeks. So, like, there was 11 weeks where he was outside, you know, the, the top 12 uh, uh, running backs. But 10 of his 10 of his uh, 18 rushing touchdowns happened in those five RB one weeks. Mm. So, I mean, so. He, it's really if you think about it, almost like a boom or, or bust, bust kind yeah. of thing, which is I mean it's, which is Patriots, fine for an RB two or a flex guy, right? Sure, but, but that's that's like the Patriots running back. Like it couldn't be any more annoying at the same time and the fact that when Dion Lewis, exactly. Lewis
1: week. Exactly this is Dion Lewis week. You know, and now got, we
0: got what well, see we saw what happened in the Super Bowl, now we gotta think all season about James White and well, all that. So we, not necessarily. Let's not even
1: get into the Pats running back
0: situation. Who was, the guy, who was the guy that had the 200-yard game three years ago for him and then never caught like, – Jonas Craig. Craig. Jonas Craig. he carry the ball like six times after that 200-yard game. It, it was won't matter. Exactly. Now, is is, is Blunt a uh, free agent or is he definitely going to be the free Patriots? Free agent. Now, quick question. Another reason I think – not question, but another reason I think led to the whole Blunt um, – Dropping is that Dion Lewis. I think people th- thought Deion Lewis was going to come back a lot earlier in the season than did, uh, and that's a, that's kind of sure. something we talked about uh, two weeks ago. Maybe we were together here, so it's just like making a mistake on some of these injured guys like J- uh, D- Jamal. We don't
1: we don't know when they're coming back. Yeah, you don't
0: know when you're coming back. So if you do have a running back that's actually done some fantasy damage before, but there's another running back in the backfield with him that's banged up. It's, a, it's good to take a little flyer on that guy because if that guy is banged up, comes back six, seven weeks, whatever, doesn't come back at all in Jamal Charles' case, then um, you got some good upside there for your pick.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple of the other stats. Uh, you know, It's sort of hard to argue with Cameron Bright leading the position uh, in, in what, red zone targets? And just sort of red zone action pretty much that was a, a ton of his action, uh, camera Braith. And he scored a league-leading eight touchdowns, well, a tight end-leading leading eight touchdowns uh, on the season. And that was just super surprising, especially sort of going into week one is right when ASJ was cut. And ASJ had looked good in the preseason, and you saw that. Little glimmer of hope for a six-seven former basketball player from Washington, and yeah, Cameron Brait, the guy from Harvard, undrafted, just stood open in the end zone on a weekly basis. I mean,
2: and he had to. I mean, he he wasn't being covered. Mike Evans was getting all the attention. I don't blame him. Who else are you gonna you know put all the attention on? They were trying to put uh, keep Winston contained. Um, but I think the fact that Braid finished sixth among tight ends is. A huge answer, you know, to how bad the Buccaneers need a second receiving option. It shouldn't really, it shouldn't oh, have man. happened. I mean. They needed that a year ago. They They. did. They, it's weird that they didn't. And figure. ASJ should have been that answer. And I was all over it. It was a perfect <laughs> situation. It looked so good. And I was so on board. And then he was just. He's a, he's a nutcase. Like, what are you doing with your life? And the same thing he <laughs> said for so many players. And then, you know, he's, he's a Jet now. I feel like I just, I'm not going to lie to you.
0: Klaus, wow, you, you look like my mom for a minute. When you just said <laughs> what that, are you there, were,
2: doing? There, were, there were a lot of, like, moments that I just heard that. Like, what are you doing? Like, Mom, it was it's going to work out. I, I remember that. That, that offseason, like, why? It's like, why? Sometimes we understand, like, oh, you got in trouble smoking pot. And we, we, we can argue, like... Oh, why can't you just like you know not smoke a joint when you're making millions of dollars, you know? No, but I, but to to like go out and say shit and just be a stupid on Twitter, you know what I mean? That's people, are... everyone's eyes are on you, and you're you're, you're never erasing that history. And it's uh, man, no, it was also it was, S- S- Safari Jenkins should have been the guy that Cameron Bright was, but better. And you know what I? I'm, I'm shocked you a little it? bit by braid's performance but I'm not surprised based on the fact that the Bucks had no one else to throw to and one thing we saw the braid action in the preseason last year
0: preseason braid we were like yeah they kind of really like this guy they're talking him up you know you all were like oh it's gonna be a-. I know I was so I was like it's still gonna be ASJ I think it's and then it was like, it, it's just like Braid, and then ASJ's being a D bag, like you talk about, and Braid's getting it done games, and everyone's talking about him blah, blah, blah. So, <clears throat> their writing was on the wall on that one, but obviously that's a surprise. I'm going to do um, two writings on this. Um, I should have probably put them in beforehand. Uh, but uh, gonna I thought do- you were going
1: to do a quick pyro promo.
0: <laughs> oh, I will do that.
1: Quick pyro promo.
0: Hey, you know what, guys? I know it's sad for all of you, but after today's show on the Pyro Podcast, we're going to take a few weeks off. This is going to be friggin' amazing. We are not what do you think, Stag party? It's up to you. You want to take three weeks off on the Pyro Podcast?
1: No, you guys can do it next week with Houdini, and I'll take next week off. No, is that
0: the way? I'm doing it with Pyro. I mean, I'd say we're definitely not doing the Pyro show next week.
2: That's fine. I'm doing the
0: light with Houdini
2: next week, and I want to take with some time here with okay. mom. Mo, I'm sorry. Mo, Mo, I'll be honest, guys. This is my second podcast in three weeks. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need a break.
1: We're, we're an hour in. Kind of tired. Yeah. I've had four beers and no food. <laughs> this is actually, we didn't say one thing. It's
0: Friday night. It's fun for us to do a re- recording. Uh oh, what's going on? Yeah, a got, a hanging yeah. From the bottom oh, got a little
2: bit <laughs> I got a dog. I got a dog. It's that kind of party right yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're giving I some, some recognition in. Your, in the mashed potatoes. Uh, but
0: yeah, it's Friday night, so Stag Party isn't drinking his. Well, he actually is drinking his monster drink and some Dos Equis. The most interesting man in fantasy football, Stag Party. So I got two write ins. One of them is the guy that I mentioned, that Tyreek Hill three touchdown game. We're in the, one of the great games of the season where the, uh, the Chiefs were able to beat the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos were talking so much shit. That was a great game. Uh, and he scored, he was the first player to have a rushing, receiving and a kick return uh, in the same game since Gale Sayers. So that's one that I'm writing in. Rookie sensation. And the other one I'm writing in, it's a guy we'll talk about later in a, in a segment, but I gotta just go to it. And I know Stag didn't put him in there because he doesn't want to blow his own self. Which, if he could, and if any of us could, we'd do it probably daily. Um, and that's gonna be Tyree Kill. I mean, Tyree, Tyrell Evans. Tyrell Evans cool. having... Tyrell Evans, sorry. Tyrell... Williams, sorry. Tyreek, <laughs> yes. I was doing NBA. A Kentucky player, Tyreek Evans. Oh my god. Second
2: beer warning, that's why. Jesus Christ. I've been looking at the computer. I was screen. just gonna let him keep
1: going until yeah. I got there. And
0: then. And And
1: And
0: Sorry, everyone. I just got fired up for a minute. Yes. Tyre- Tyrell Williams. Had a thousand yards and seven touchdowns. This is a guy that had more, uh, finished higher uh, than Trump. Oh, he's just in our next award. That's why. I he's know, not I know. Here. No, 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 I know. But also, uh, what the, the other guy in there is in two awards too.
1: Yeah, this is like this is supposed to be the most mind blowing stats okay.
0: on the season. Well, that- you now the next one, he's down the road.
1: Yeah, he's in. He's
0: in the player I'd never fucking heard of before this yeah, year. Yeah, that's not the next one. That's down the road. <laughs> so we still got him. Sorry, I for me, and I, this is who's going to get my vote for the biggest surprise is this fucking Williams getting a thousand yards and, and seven touchdowns and finishing higher than guys like Amari Cooper, who's a second fucking third, maybe early third rounder depending on your league, and finishing higher than Demarius Thomas, Calvin Benjamin. Uh, Edelman, he went higher than He went higher than so many Des Bryant, he went He is, It was twice as high as Des Bryant And this is shocking to me And that shows you how awesome Rivers is But that also shows you This guy was good Game film, watching him play Even on the weeks that he didn't do shit I'm like, Stag Party He told me, start this guy over the other one The other guy's already got fucking 20 points I'm fucked By the end of the game, I was like 32 points. like, all right. Good call, Stag Party. You're the man. I'm going with it. Uh, Terrell Williams, I think that was fucking... That guy, his his season and the surprise stat, uh, his stat line this year for me was a big surprise.
2: You know who else... Sorry to steal your thunder on
0: future guys, Stag Party, but I'm doing
2: it. Write in vote. You know who else he finished higher than uh, Terrell Williams was Keenan Allen. So, I mean, who, <laughs> who died after exactly. so seven targets. In a way... And the opportunity was there. wasn't too surprised. Really? Have you heard of that guy before? before? Yeah, I'm a dynasty guy. I've heard of him. I've heard him for years. Actually, Uh, big big fan of Taro. I was a big fan of Inman too, and he's he's making strides. Yeah, sure. Phil Rivers
1: agent. We'll see what happens with
2: him. Interesting. Um, But my biggest surprise, I I I can't shake the fact that Andy Dalton was so consistent with so little. Um, That was. I'm with you. Andy look, look, Dalton, look. top ten quarterback, and it didn't
1: seem like you ever wanted to play him.
2: No, and, and he lost new. And he, he he lost his top three targets this uh, uh, for a uh, certain number of games this season. He made it work and it was he a held lot of homes, games. And he kept he kept the Bengals team alive as, as remember, long as he could. The only
0: I'll agree with you. He's gonna be the winner here. But I had Dalton high in our tiers last year. I and everyone was like, why do you like this guy? No, I had him high. Cool. I know that he lost all his weapons and everything went down and went to, uh, you know, it all went to shit. But I, I, I
2: just think that he's a, he's a good fucking player. He, he is. And you, you ranked him that high because he had guys like AJ Green, like Giovanni Bernard, like Tyler Eifert that he was missing for so long. So the biggest surprise is the fact that he still maintained the numbers what? you expected him to maintain without those players. Why well, don't know what the biggest surprise right now is? This but is going to be
0: three beers in the 12 tonight, I. Guys, I was just ready to go. I'm sorry. Oh, good. Hey, buddy. It's all good. I'm not not supposed to say the word beer before Valverde. I always do it, but I just get so fired up. And uh, let's just quickly talk, and Stag's going to be able to be included here. What are you drinking there, Waz?
2: I am drinking the Chicago Classic Anti-Hero from Revolution Brewery. Nice. Right. I am also
1: drinking a Chicago classic known as Dos Equis. <laughs> <laughs> imported by Cerveces Mexicanas, uh, White Plains, New York. <laughs> Gross
2: Chicago
0: Disney classic. York. I love it. I'm drinking a Chicago classic by Half Acre uh, Beer Company. Uh, Gone Away Indian Pale Ale. Good time. They renamed this beer like four times before they landed on Gone Away, but I'm happy and it's a uh, it's one oh, it's one of my favorite. What did it used to be called? This, had it, had that, but it was like, like Dehoda. Oh, it was like they had like all these different same label. They never yeah. change the label. But they're like they
2: obviously didn't do enough test marketing in small companies. Two weeks ago, I think I was drinking some uh, Gone Away IP. I had the opportunity to actually visit their brewery. Um, I think sometime last year, uh, spring. Yeah, awesome place. 10, 10 bucks will get you a glass and four full beers. I mean, it's good stuff. Great, is- great food there. We were talking before the show and we were just shooting the breeze.
0: And uh, Stag Party, you brought up the Three Floyds food. This place has got great. What? One thing to get it, if you go over to the Half Acre, their burrito. They've got a short rib burrito at this place. That is, oh my God. Never had it, never been there. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, good times. We're drinking Val Verdes all around. Hope you're drinking a Val, Ver- Val Verde while listening to us. It's February 10th, Friday. Good times. We're getting into the next... So, Dalton's the winner. For me. Dalton, top yep. 10. No weapons. Yes, sir. Uh, and substandard running game when you got um, all the injuries that are going on in that team for him to still be there uh, amongst the top guys. you got to give the man some credit. So, let's go to the next one. And that next award is going to be The biggest surprise stat that's negative. Uh, Just didn't see this one coming. What the hell's going on? Um, Thank you very much for this little card. And let's pull out the nominees. The nominees are Eli Manning's is the 21st among QBs despite awesome weapons. And Todd Gurley's longest rush of the season was 24 yards. Jeez Louise. Former teammates Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffery each finished outside of the top 50 wide receivers. Brutskis. Saints tight ends didn't finish above average in scoring for the first time since 2006. Biggest surprises, those are your nominees. Talk about whichever you I fucking one wrote this,
1: and <laughs> I was more stunned. <laughs> I thought I'd be by some
0: of these. <laughs> which, one you, which one were you not saying that that's your winner, but when you're which one are you
1: sitting here right now
0: or like, are you the most stunned by?
1: Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall, both outside of the top fifty. Like the odds you could have given me on that, like you could have given me a thousand to one odds, and I don't think I would have taken it. Like <laughs> just insanity the sort of turnaround in Yeah, we talked a lot about Brandon Marshall already, so let's talk about just the other half of the equation. Let's talk about Alshon Jeffrey and the fact that he just didn't score any touchdowns and they didn't throw him the ball in the red zone and there was games where he'd have just three or four targets when the other guys around him are fucking all undrafted free agents. You're throwing... Alshon Jeffrey the ball four times a game and this is a guy who's had 1300 yard seasons it's just insanity to me this is the guy (laughs) that's making
0: 14 million dollars 12.9578 million
1: (laughs) dollars like how do you how does this happen how do you throw him the ball four times when your other weapon Deontay Thompson dropped a Uh. touchdown in the bucket like
0: some of the worst drops I've seen in the history of the NFL. And like the just drops. Yeah, like,
1: How the odds you could have given me on that would have been astronomical, and I probably still wouldn't have taken it. So here's the thing. Uh, he finished all right, well so
2: Brandon Marshall was fifty-one, Elshon Jeffrey is fifty-two. Take into consideration that Elshon Jeffrey also didn't play four games. Yeah. So, I mean, if we give him those four games, would you say he's going to I, exceed Brandon Marshall's numbers? Probably, not. Exactly, because we (laughs) already know how terrible Brandon Marshall was. And (laughs) let's give Elshon Jeffrey four extra games based on his his kind of 12-game average. And he's kind of teetering around that wide receiver, late wide receiver, 3 year wide receiver first. Still terrible, for sure, but not as terrible as Brandon Marshall. But the both of them together, definitely didn't see that coming. But here's the one thing I'll say, and it's weird to say this,
0: but Mr. Matt Barkley, surprise... Guy throwing up some big numbers, some big yards, some big touchdown games. His interceptions, which were crazy, don't affect um, you know uh, uh, Alshon's stat line or his fantasy scoring. And he had some huge games. And I think only one of those big games that went went on by uh, Barkley did uh, Alshon even even pull much it going on. Like he had three touchdown games. He had three uh, three hundred yard games. Uh, two. Touchdown games, two two touchdown games, and just Alshon still in those moments. And I know that was only like seven ish of the of the games uh, with Cutler going down with the injury, but uh, even in even when Barkley was kind of doing better than Cutler and throwing these, he wasn't doing shit. So that was the one thing. And I agree, obviously, the the, the full on season stat line would have been much better if he wasn't banged up. But at the end of the day. The reason why you don't like an Alshon Jeffery and the reason why we didn't like him last year, I didn't, and I would never drop him, he's always going to be banged up, no matter what. That's I don't true. care where he goes in signs. I don't care what happens. He's going to have a tissue issue. He's going to have a, a, a situation where he's going to miss a handful of games. It just is a guarantee, and there's a reason for that. And this is why I think it's the biggest surprise. It's not a surprise for me negative. He's the least – he does not work at, at his craft – Or take care of his body, or really give a fuck at all, you know. And you hear me say that a lot on the show because I live in
2: Chicago and I know, I know for a fact. Exactly, he doesn't care. He thinks it's God given. I'm actually still a fan of Elshon Jeffrey. Now, here's the thing: you say he doesn't seem like he really cares. I know he doesn't. Okay, you know he doesn't. But isn't there a trend of players in Chicago kind of doing that? Is it? You think it might be the Bears and like the whole lack of the, the owners and the team giving a shit? Brandon Marshall started not giving a shit, Man Forte stopped giving a shit. They I don't, know, I don't like, think it. Forte ever stopped giving a shit. You know, that he was got with the first color time. thing. Yeah, everyone was kinda of clashing there. But there's something wrong there. If El on Jeffrey goes elsewhere, I'm gonna buy him based on his talent alone because I will never take into consideration injury. I can't do it. I'm not a doctor. I can't tell the future. Sure, I know a Guy who was injured this year, this year, and this year, but I'm still gonna say, I'm gonna expect 16 games out of him next year. I have to, you know, unless he comes in hurt. But at the same time, yeah, Elsa and Jeffrey only had one good week. And that was in week fifteen with yeah. Barkley. You know what you know what I mean? But, yeah, uh, And that was one of those three
0: hundred do- I am a doctor. My name is Dr. Rosenpenis. Moon River Val well, Faraday! Oh, these things are going quickly. I like steak party. Chicago's finest over there. Um I Like if, water. If you uh, knew if you knew the quote do you guys know what, what movie I was just quoting? Chicago's finest know. over there? No, I nope. Fletch. God damn, that movie's good. That was before. Um, um, I am space his, his name right now. It was was terrible. But uh, Fletch, great, great movie. Uh, what was uh, Gone. I don't remember his name. Is
2: it Jim <laughs> No. I don't it's, know what Fletch was. I, uh, I can't believe I'm spacing his name right now. Sorry. I think that was his name in Whatever. So, uh, you know. Houdini's not here tonight. But, you know, we, we're talking about two guys here. Brandon Marshall and, and another Chevy candidate, Chase, sorry. Brandon Marshall and then another candidate, Todd Gurley, were both recipients of the Golden Sombrero Bitch Lab. Yes. So, uh, you know, Dini was uh already kind of giving them awards. So, did they really, <laughs> in, you know, and Marshall uh, got the least Are you saying we shouldn't
1: so give him multiple awards?
2: Should we not give Brandon Marshall a third award? No, I not. do not want to give that guy an award just I, because I, it's air this year. <laughs> I won't because here's here's what surprised me this year. Uh, the Satan's tight ends. Um, oh, man. So, Colby Fleener. The hype was unreal this offseason. Uh, redraft and Dynasty. It all made sense. We saw Jimmy Graham leave. and I can't uh, believe I let people talk me into uh, this. Colby Fleener. I, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> I didn't jump I, on board. I, I
0: talked people into it. Yeah,
2: sure. I, I, I didn't jump on board, but I, it made sense. You, you can't blame the people that were buying the Colby Fleener. He was the, he the was tight was-
1: end. Just jumping on you. You weren't even buying into Kobe Fleener. You're you're buying into Drew Brees making your tight end fantasy relevant. Yeah, with
2: 5,000 yards at a time. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) He was the sixth tight end off the board. Um, uh, He was going by the sixth round, but he only put up 25% uh, top 12 tight end weeks. And for a tight end one top 12... But the thing is, tight yeah, all you needs a touchdown. You don't even always need right, a touchdown. That's right, that's Sometimes, right. like seventy yards, will do it. You know what I mean? Um, Can I w- raise one catch,
1: hand? one catch for one yard and a touchdown? He's pretty
0: ask, much tight end. One. I hear you. Can yes. I ask raise raise hands of anyone here that drafted Fleener that didn't drop him this season? I did not draft him this year. I drafted him and I dropped him. You drafted him in something, right? No, oh. His price didn't even get talked into it. What are you talking about? Oh, just tears.
1: No, I drafted I, him.
0: Dropped.
1: I well, we had him all year in the Scott Fishbowl. Tight end premium. He's a guy that's hard to drop.
2: I I, I just can't uh, pay a top six round. You know, use a top six round pick on a tight end. Oh, uh, he it, did not. He was not. He went. He went. He nope, did not go I mean, high for me in, in my
0: leagues, and I'm in—I'm in, I'm in yeah, a couple sure. smaller I've, leagues. Like, yeah. I, like I know some of these, are – some of mine are skewed. My numbers because I'm in like a 10 man league, and most people are like going by 12 and 14. So, but he—Fleener he, was not came at you know he was like an eighth or ninth round pick for me. Still
2: a shitty pick. Considering you he dropped him. <laughs> but what, what about Josh Hill? The funny thing is, Josh Hill actually performed better out of the weeks that he played. Nine weeks. For top 12 weeks, he put up two of his nine. I mean, so, if you kind of even meshed them together, it's still lousy. It still didn't work out for Drew Brees. He, it, he wasn't even bothered. Michael Thomas and Brandon Cooks just stole the show. You know what I mean? Billy Billy Sneed they're Sneed gonna and Willie really? Sneed. Willie Sneed, Sneed. Sneed. It was awesome. Sneed Especially assist. for the first, like, at least first 10 weeks, I think it was. Uh, they they that's, There was no room for the tight end. If... If the Saints get a a, a free agent that's a tight end, or if they
0: go in the draft and grab one, you got to be liking what they're gonna do. Is are there? You think they're in? On, they're
1: locked in on yeah. Player? The amount of guaranteed money. Oh God. Like you just you don't like guaranteed money, don't like, I know. Fuck Brock Osweiler, what? he's gone. Fuck I, know. This I know,
0: I know, yeah, I know. I never said Jake Cutler, right? I always put myself in a position. If I owned an NFL team, I'd have enough money to say fuck it, I don't give a <laughs> shit. But I guess the cap stuff, but it kind of makes you reconsider. Yeah, it's like.
1: They're locked in on Kobe Fleener. I mean, could you draft him? And maybe see the return. Yeah, but I'm drafting him as like tight end 15. Like if you want to spend a higher pick than that, it's like a fine. So uh, I'll, I'll let be, you be right. All
0: offseason, I'm gonna be trying to. I'm gonna be trying to do the, the Fleener uh, sleeper. You're gonna I'm, talk gonna selling, to I'm gonna be selling it. I just saw the I was like, do it's gonna hurt. It's
1: gonna be like a vampire opening up the shades." It's like it's like Dwayne Allen. Like, stop trying to sell me Dwayne Allen. Yeah. Like, I'm not fucking buying Dwayne Allen. Like, but I I felt
0: that way last year. I didn't feel he's just not gonna be great. I, but I was I bit the bait on on Fleener. So, um, so who who's the winner here? I'm gonna quickly. Know,
2: we, go we didn't talk about good old uh, the well, man Eli. We I was him. I was. That's yeah. what I'm on. Go I'm on. going
0: with that one. That's the biggest surprise to me, just because of the Get Shepherd You've got the, the most explosive player in the league in, in, in ODB, J, and... be ODBJ. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, it's, OBJ. it's, OBD. it's I ODB, J. It's ODB. I like the J. So I, I, I like the ODB, all. J. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's good.
0: <laughs> um, the truth is, there's not a person in this room that thought that he was going to finish 20 I mean, 21. That's nuts. I thought... I didn't think it was gonna be great because Eli's just never really been. We never like thought he was, One year he had like he was like sixth or seventh, right? And he's always been a lot of like 12, 13, He's always been like he's not a huge fantasy guy. But I
2: thought 21st, he was a back end QB
1: one. That's yeah, it. Twenty
2: first. So did everyone else. He was back going as a ninth quarterback. But you know, he was eleventh in touchdowns. But how did he finish twenty first? Uh, the fact that i don't know he maybe threw the fourth most interceptions and had the third most fumbles loss yeah
1: the thing is philip rivers uh he what led the league in interceptions maybe maybe up there with bro- broken pass no not broken broke ass viper uh with uh blake Wardles. they're both very high in interceptions um but oh, yeah philip rivers had just, Manning
0: is my seventh in my tier, seventh ranked quarterback. That fucking oh. hurts, doesn't it? I had eight, I had Dalton at eight though. Why <laughs> <laughs> so are you still really winning here? No, I'm just <laughs> trying. To, I'm just trying to be a loser and be like, I suck, but I'm
1: awesome. I mean, it was just hard to see Eli Manning not continuing the strength. Remember, his head coach was hired from his offensive coordinator. He had Odell Beckham back. We had seen the baseline of who Eli Manning was with Odell. He got Sterling Shepard. And he got Victor Cruz back. Yeah. We, we thought we saw enough out of Will Tye uh, to be an impressive player. And Larry Dadell was going to be back and healthy. And then also the run game. We didn't think it would really be there, and it still wasn't. And we thought they added Paul Perkins and Shane Vereen, and they had all these weapons as running backs out of the backfield, that they could be at least serviceable. And it just didn't work. Like touchdowns weren't great, yardage wasn't great, and and the turnovers just showed up over and over. And this is for a team that had a much better defense than they did in years past.
0: And didn't they have like a great strength of schedule? Didn't he have a great? Fi- I want to pull. Yeah, out.
1: they played in. He had, the had a NFC's. great. S- he had a great SLS at the and, end of the year. That was and, like, and you're, you're still the top looking top at five it. guy. and you're still looking at it like. Oh, he played Washington a couple times, and their pass defense wasn't great. They played Dallas a couple times, and their pass defense wasn't great. You know, um, the Philadelphia Eagles, we know how bad their pass defense was. And, yeah, they got six games there where the pass defenses weren't good. Um, My vote for the winner is Todd Gurley's longest rush of the season was 24 yards. I, I think we're about New York to start Giants.
0: Sorry to interrupt you, but New York Giants preseason things change. We move it every week. We do it uh, because you know you, you find out that there's changes and you get real world stats from 2000. But at preseason last year, New York Giants, i.e. Eli Manning, had the third best strength of schedule for a quarterback. You gotta be high on
2: that. Nope. Especially with all those, I mean, like like we we're saying, there's just so many targets. I was the, the Shaverine thing. I mean, I was buying into it, um, but I mean, I'm not. Oh, man, it's just Eli Manning. This it's not even shocking. Now, if you told me that Aaron Rodgers pulled that out of his ass, I'd be like, wow. But when when I'm saying Eli Manning, I'm like Eli, <laughs> Eli, Eli Manning, Eli, Manning. You know?
1: Eli. Man- <laughs>
2: Just, yeah, it's the whole Saints tight end thing. Um, I, I didn't think they would be as terrible as a team as they were below below the league average. Is that your it's, vote? That that, ha- that that's my vote. You know, there's really good candidates here, but I think we're about to split three ways here. I think we are too, because I don't really give a crap about the Saints
0: uh, tight ends. I mean. Is it surprising? Yes, because Ben Watson had a great season last year. Uh, you know, and then, you know, it, it 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 looked like a layup to be a a, a great spot sure. to be a tight end, so it makes sense. Who are you going?
1: With? I'm going to go with Todd Gurley's longest rush of the season <laughs> being 24 yards. Like uh, players who have also had 24 yard rushes last season. Jamiz Olawale had a 75 yard rush for a touchdown. What was Tom Brady's Jamis Jamiz long run? all
0: over your face? Nah,
1: Jaquiz. <laughs> Jaquiz. <laughs> now you're just changing. You can't. Hey, that's, that's a trademark thing by Jaquiz Rogers. You can't just fucking put that juju on uh, Jamiz. <laughs> Wait, isn't that
0: Jamiz that WWE guy, the Miz? The dude that used to be on uh, MGV? That's just the
1: man. challenge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you got that one. I'm going with. Brandon Marshall and Alshon. Jeffrey. I thought we
1: weren't giving Brandon Marshall any more trophies. Okay.
0: You fine. know what? Fuck it. They all lose. I want. I just want to lose. I want to give a negative trophy to Alshon Jeffrey. You know what? I'm with. You. I'm with. I'm with you. If you don't want to get, we don't want to give Brandon any more hardware. I can respect that. I don't want to give him shit either. This is this is unacceptable. Uh, not what we're talking. So I'm gonna go. The gar, I mean, girly 24 yard rush. That's pretty unbelievable. I'm going, with, I'm going with that, but yeah, the Manny. But the Rams, we're, I'm going, going Manny 21st. We got so three. you're splitting us? Yeah. So we're, you sandbagging
2: some bitch. I know. So who wins? You know what? I think Goll- the real winner here is Brandon Marshall Nelson Chip. <laughs> so moving on.
3: <laughs>
0: all right, fine. That one basically, when it's a negative award, it's actually pretty good. You all suck so bad you're in one heaping pile of poo together. Alright, let's move on to the next award, and it's going to be this is a good one. Hey, before we do that Oh yeah, before we do that let's stop being a D-bag and let's listen to this Alright, this is a good one Best free agent to change teams signing. So Who went from one team to another team, and when it comes to fantasy and stats and all that greatness, who was the best free agent this year? So the reason
1: that doesn't make sense wording-wise, right? It was a little weird. (laughs) best, Best free agent to change team signing. Originally, it said best free agent signing, and then I'm like... Well, that could also mean a player re-signing with his own team. team. So it. I was like, I can't fucking have that. And I'm like, I gotta change this shit. So it's <laughs> best free agent to change teams signing award. Because here at Pyromaniac,
2: we're gonna have it our way. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you just say best free agent?
1: Yes. <laughs> well I was doing it in my own Z and voice. No. But yes. No, you did
0: that good.
1: I was gonna say more down
0: uh, down and out. You are you were doing more Danny, uh Danny McBride. To, 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 no, 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 he's like down it.
1: and down uh, full of season Zari. Fuck this shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that opening too. That that shit was great. Oh that's fun. So
1: are our candidates here? Richard Matthews <laughs> You're doing good
0: oh, god, I heard you do so well on
3: Matt Forte <laughs> Marvin Jones <laughs> And Muhammad Sanu You are
0: good Oh my god <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna never look at you. Oh, gonna, I ma- got respect. You
1: respect Master you. of non- Oh, it
0: is such <laughs> a good show. I love the hell out of that show. <laughs> so huh? good,
1: underrated. Oh, Nobody talks about
0: it. I saw a couple of stand-up things on Netflix and definitely every really single
1: one's funnions legit.
0: Funny as fuck. No question about it. Like, no, well done, <laughs> step party. Really, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm happy for you. Um, I love it. This is a, this is a good one. You know, this is these are some guys. I think that. I, I'm gonna let you guys talk. I know who I think is the guy here. Uh, and I just didn't think he was gonna and eh, my tears actually I, I remember looking a couple weeks it was better than I thought it was on him, but um, yeah. I'm gonna let you talk about it a bit. I
2: know who I who I like on this one, but go for it. I know who I like. It's a guy that I don't know if, if anyone was actually listening to me in the off season, I didn't have a tears thing up on Pyro. But I was I was pushing Richard Matthews. All offseason, ever since he was playing in Miami and just losing snaps to guys like Greg Jennings when he's old and Kenny Steals because he's a bum and <laughs> you know, he had the draft pedigree. But Rashard Matthews, yes. last year, he finished as the wide receiver forty-eight. Standard scoring, alright? And for Miami and being like the eighteenth option. And how many inks? Uh, sure, he didn't come back till a little bit towards the end. It's not not a full 16, I, I would say. I, 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 I think he played 11 games. Yeah, he, he, he didn't start picking up until at least halfway through really? the season. Wow. The thing was, he got he, he, he went into a new offense this year. He was fighting <laughs> for targets with rookie Tajay Sharp, that which they were high on for some reason. I don't, I don't like him at all. And Andre Johnson wound up there, and he knew that they were going to find a way to give him the ball. But... Richard Matthews finished as the wide receiver 13. Um, he had nine touchdowns, just missed 1,000 yards. He had four wide receiver one weeks. 25% of his weeks were wide receiver one weeks. So, I mean, Marcus Mariota made him look good. At the same time, I think Richard Matthews kept Marcus Mariota looking good. And I was a huge fan from the start. It worked out perfectly. He's a big reason, along with Marcus Mariota, why I did really well this season. Won quite a few leagues. Uh, I got that value in Rashard. I, I, I loved everything about him. I, I loved him coming out of college, just metrics-wise, you know. And I, I know I have to kind of take away the metrics bias after he worked in it for a few seasons. But I think he was treated a little unfairly. I think it was just, you know, two seasons ago he was trying to get out of Miami. He's like, let me out, let me out. <laughs> Finally, he got out, and he proved to us that, hey, he was right. He could play some ball. So, I, I mean... I, against Matt Forte, Marvin Joseph, Mohammed Sanu, I'm just going to jump right ahead and say that that's my dude.
1: Yeah, Matt Forte, Matt Forte leaving the Bears ended up uh, – but, yeah, Richard Matthews, real quick. The season before, he played in 11 games before being injured. Uh, had over 600 yards receiving, four touchdowns. It was very, very effective. Um, but, yeah, Matt Forte left the Bears – you know, he was a 30-year-old running back, ended up finishing as running back 21 in basically 14 games of play, um, and even then, he was real banged up at the end of the fantasy season in weeks 14, 15, but if you had Matt Forte in the first couple of weeks, you were like, ha, 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 bitch, I got Matt Forte, he's still the you know 30-touch player that he was in Chicago, uh, and you had a couple of huge weeks. He had uh, three weeks with over 20 fantasy points, and he was just excellent for uh, different stretches of the season. But then also, he just wasn't very good down the stretch, and, and you could see it. Bilal Pau was a lot better. Uh, but, and I, th-
2: I think that's important. I mean, when we're looking at these guys who are the best signing. I want them to give us a full season. And it's it's a little difficult to... Matt Forte's season last year, he only played nine games. And he only went into, uh, uh you know, played 14 this year, like you were saying.
1: But, yeah. In addition to that, like, Rashard Matthews didn't really play the first three weeks. He was the third receiver on the team. His snap count was way down. And then when he came in, he just exploded. You know what fired him up? He, he started off slow, and then they're like, okay, Andre
2: Johnson is going to get your snaps. And he he, he, he was the, the wide receiver three on the team. and He started off as wide receiver two, and Tajay Sharp, they're still trying to push. They're forcing him, and it didn't work out. Um, but at the same time, Andre Johnson, and when he got those uh, those snaps over him, I think that fired him up because he came back with a vengeance, and he, he lit up that field, and he proved to himself that, hey,
1: you didn't make a mistake, son, mm-hmm. to me. So, Marvin Jones, he had a 200-yard game earlier in the year. They do shit for the rest of the year. One good week, that's it. It was literally one good week. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just crazy, like, he never had, like, another week where he had, you know, 80, 90 yards and a touchdown. And that was just insane to me. I mean, he was, there was a lot of weeks where he was three catches for 30 yards. It was just like, What the fuck? Classic and Detroit. one thing for us to
0: know to, to do the comparison is that Rashard Matthews finished 13th at the position on the season. Marvin Jones, even with that blow up, 37th. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's, it's 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 it's. I think right there we, we know we know who's not going to win this award.
1: Yeah, Mohamed Sanu
2: <laughs> is also on our
1: list, but I don't think yeah, we I, really have. So to so talk Jones
2: about. and Sanu, we can almost completely wipe them out. So what I did, I, I looked at where they finished last season. And how they finished this season? I, I'm just gonna th- uh, go through that real quick. Mohamed Sanu finished t- 2015 as a wide receiver 77. Finished this year as wide receiver 57. He made the 20 spot jump, but he's still sub f- top 50 wide receiver. You know, it's it's, it's he's not even making an impact on our teams. Yeah.
0: Uh, Marvin Jones. It's pretty much unstartable unless you're in huge fucking leagues.
2: Exactly. He had one, one good week. Yeah. It's like. So you know, I think
1: had two good. I think it was two top twelve weeks. Yeah, but you weren't even really predicting them. No, you there couldn't. was one week against Green Bay that you could predict to start oh, Sadu doing. Other than that,
2: not good. Marvin Jones last year finished as the wide receiver thirty nine. This year, wide receiver thirty seven. I mean Marvin Jones is just Marvin Jones this year. Different teams same same output. Matt Forte, a little different nine games, but he still put up uh, uh, top ten our, our running back numbers. This year finished Her RB twenty one. What's that?
1: Top ten per game?
2: No, excuse me. Oh, he was the running back uh, nine last season. Can I say one thing? With Sanu, that offense is better than it's ever been. The
0: Atlanta Falcons. He's a new, he, you know, he's new from coming over from the Bengals. One of the best offenses, and he still is thirty-seven, whatever. He's Sanu. Fifty-seven. Fifty. What is it? Fifty-seven. He was right. Jesus. And 15, he's on the, fifteen games. Too. And he's on that season on that team. Unbelievable. And then you look at Marvin Jones. That offense. Stafford had an awesome season. Throwing the ball all over the place. Doing that, doing his thing. And for him to still be 37. Sorry, that was a guy that was uh, terrible. Forte, to do what he, the season he had, which is okay. On the shittiest fucking team ever. Okay, I feel like he's a little bit better than the previous two. Because they did shitty on offenses that were rolling. Uh, so Forte was at least a pretty marginal on a shitbox situation. But... I think we all know who's going to win this, and it's the winner, in my opinion, and I think all of us agree. Rashad Matthews, if you can finish up and and be the 13th wide receiver, think about that. I'm not even going to list the names there. You know all of them. He did better than Edelman. Edelman had 160 targets, and Rashad Matthews finished. Almost nine guys higher uh, than him, and Matthew's doing that on 108 targets.
2: Yeah, in in those 11 games last year that Matthew's had, he he still finished wide receiver 48. But to go up 35 spots, finish wide receiver 13, after he was being drafted, the consensus on fantasy pros of wide receiver 70, he was going 204 overall. That dude was winning you football leagues. It couldn't have been a more perfect situation for your
1: team, for the Tennessee Titans, and everyone around especially after Doriel Green-Beckham was traded sort of early in the preseason, you're like, well, somebody's going to play receiver here. Because I know you were a big DJB guy. Yeah, like, Well, I
0: love, B- I love BJs. Um, <laughs> but here's the one thing also that to, to piggyback on what you're saying. Remember Tajay Sharp? How much that in the preseason everyone was loving him. All of a sudden this guy was going to be the greatest player ever. He, he brought down Matthews' value. He brought that made him a worthy, good ADP candidate, a good uh, ROI kind of guy. Guys, Tajay Sharp for this season, there's going to be five Tajay Sharps. Doesn't mean that one of them isn't going to actually rise to the top and actually be something great, but be smart. Listen to our show. Listen to the advice out there. There's always going to be a guy that, what do you, what do you call it? It, uh, it's, it's not a narrative training. There's always going to be a guy that the, 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 the team of the franchise coach speak is going to be trying to lift up in the OTAs, in the off season, in the preseason games. And there's always going to be those guys. Be smart about biting the bait. Sometimes you hit it and you pull yourself a marlin. but a lot of guys like Tajay Sharp, when everyone was going nuts, what was his ADP? Is that a quick one? That guy was like way
1: over I think he's drafted. a 13th round pick but like, like pick 150 give or take but that's that's rookie fever and <laughs> yeah you know fever. with your fantasy teams
2: you need to take advantage of that rookie fever if you're playing in dynasty leagues or heck even I think keeper leagues these rookies and these picks will go for a very high price you can trade a pick for a well Performing player and without taking that that risk with a lottery pick. Steak party's doing
0: his uh, some curling lineups on his <laughs> on his empty bottles over there. It's awesome. Bell Half a dollar. It's so fun. One thing, another reason why it's great, and we're gonna try and do as many of these shows in the off season. We can do the show any day we want. We gotta do the show in season. It's gotta be Tuesday. We gotta have the shelf life. You wanna know how lame it is? Like after you go back to work Monday, you get it after a nice weekend, then it's Tuesday, you're like, oh, I just wanna fucking chill out. I'm like, come on, let's do a three-hour show.
2: God, I love the off season. And I'm such a bad Hi-ra. I'm such a badass in the middle of the week. I'm at night I'm ironing my work clothes like oh, an nice. off. Yeah. Hey, I
0: thought you were married. <laughs> <Woo. No. Whoa. laughs> 60% women listening between my sex remarks <laughs> and the people I'm Oh, yeah. oh I've, been, I've been looking at that I'm like, it can't be right. It can't be right. Yeah. It's like, it's like these people, these people, it's,
2: it's, there are like a lot of young guys that just don't have, don't know how to sign in or something. It's costs <laughs> no, cost it's, money. It's, these it's those same guys that pretend to be girls in those AOL chat rooms so they can oh. go for the lesbian
1: chat rooms. Those five, no fucking, worse, fucking worst <laughs> fucking ASL monkeys. <laughs>
0: But yeah, our listenership is very heavily female, so they say over at uh, Log Talk Radio.
1: Come at us, bro. Yeah. All right. Rashard Matthews is the winner of the Best Free Agent to Change Teams
2: signing. And you know what? I think he's going to be a good value next year too. I, I think with the injury to Marcus
1: Mariota, with I, I have a feeling they're going to bring in a wide receiver in the draft for sure. Yeah, we'll see. This is an interesting one to yeah. see where he gets drafted because I definitely think he could be a positive ROI guy. Uh, I think he definitely has that thousand yard season in his range of outcomes. We, what do you have? Eight or nine touchdowns this year. Uh, I don't know if he can be a double-digit touchdown guy because of his size, because of the lack of red zone prowess he has shown, but I I do think he's got a lot of skills that can be translatable, whether they're as the wide receiver one or as the wide receiver two.
0: I don't think they're going to ask him to be the wide receiver one. I think Alshon's a guy that we've talked about being on the radar and we're hearing about. I agree with you. They're going to go into the draft for sure and figure something out. Kennel Wright is just—he's just—he's gone. He's yeah. He's it's not. He wasn't the answer.
1: They know. They may. He just knocked the guy. The so, thing is, he's gonna end up on the Patriots and catch like 115 passes next year. With that. I don't <laughs> disagree. I don't disagree. That That'd here's be the great. thing about Richard Matthews.
2: There is no way he is going to be drafted within the first 13 wide receivers next season. it's, no. it's just not going to happen. Do we think he can maintain the same output next year? It, I think he can. I, I think the, the. I think it's, it's nothing. Expensive.
1: Slightly different. Slightly different. Four
2: yards. Last touchdown. I think he's gonna go. He he might he might go top twenty wide receivers, but I still think he's definitely gonna finish the top twenty wide receiver if he sustains the same output. He will be an interesting guy to look at, like say cause we're saying. I don't watch, think he's, gotta gotta he's
0: top twenty next year. I think exactly. this is a great year. Oh, I thought you said you would. Okay. I don't think he is a top 20 guy next year but he was this year and he's still going to be an ROI value next year. He's still going to be one of those great. I mean look, we have mentioned guys like uh, we'll even, talk about even him a lot, even even yeah, absolutely. He's going to have a lot of I guess Tate he was 23, but Des Bryant was 28, Crowder was what, 4, was 5. Yeah, he was injured, you're right. He Crowder at one point was top 10 and he ended up the season with all those other guys. So. All right. So let's move on to the fantasy. He he wasn't wanting me to talk about Crowder. Okay, go for it. Clam clam chowder. Clam chowder. Go for it. Stag party.
1: Uh, Let's talk about the fantasy rookie of the year, not named Ezekiel Elliott Award. Uh, That's funny. Yeah, I mean, because we want to talk about. So
0: can I vote for Elliott?
1: Yes. Dak (laughs) Prescott. We got Tyreek Hill. The thrill. The kill. The will. Big Bill, uh, Sterling Shepard, Jordan Howard, Pell. and Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry. Yeah, yeah. Oh
0: well, let's just knock him off the list. He's out. What? He can't. He's not. He can't. He can't keep up with a couple of guys on this one. Yeah, it's mean, down to three. It's down to three.
1: when we get to rookie tight ends, Hunter Henry had what, like a top five rookie tight end season ever. I agree, but he's not. He's not. He's not
0: out of this. There's three guys here, and I'm not even... Can
2: can you even include Sterling Shepard, though? No,
0: that's what I'm saying. He's not included.
2: Shepard started
0: out hot, looked like he was going to be great, made everyone think they were a genius by going high on him, and then was nothing but a disappointment until I saw him on the boat in Miami smoking weed again.
2: I I think it was Ritalin, wasn't it? (laughs) I think it was pretty much nothing all season. I mean, it was just like a... Standard output. He was kind of a little bit touchdown dependent. He never gave us a wide receiver one week. Uh, just and the, we we heard about Eli Manning's year and the whole Giants organization. They were getting hot headed, and he was the perfect
1: guy to, to help like out OBJ. Like Sterling Shepard's off the board for me here. How many double digit games does Sterling Shepard have?
2: Tell us. I'd say three. Eight. He also had eight touchdowns.
1: So half of his games.
2: I had this guy
1: on my team. I, yeah, I know. It's just like you were thinking about it like he wasn't that good, but he sort of just hit right where expectations were. You were drafting him as sort of a wide receiver 3, um and I was ended up being the well, pick.
0: I was I should, I should have said 5.
1: I was reactionary. Um, but even then, 5 like he he seemed to score a touchdown, you know, Every time he scored a touchdown, he got 40, 50 yards, provided a decent value for you. I think he was just one of those guys who didn't have one of those blow-up weeks. I yeah. think. W- can, I, can I say what I think, sure. Evan? I think he
0: went on this, like, cavernous run where he kind of, like, started out a little bit hot, and then it was just, like, deadsville, and then you kind of just, like... I know he kind of... He, 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 looking here... He regained it down. Well, you're right. He's scoring touchdowns in the middle. I don't know. As an owner, I felt like he got desult. Well. And then there was that one game where he kind of felt like he was doing all right after two touch, two uh, three weeks in a row of getting a touchdown, but just okay games. You know, three catches, fifty yards. Yeah. And then he went zero points. On that, zero targets. Yeah. Zero points on zero targets, and that was just like, all right, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. In a rookie league, and you're, we're talking most, we're talking standard or PPR and leagues. Where I'm talking like you can't even deal with this guy, and you got to start a rookie league.
2: So, I mean, if you drafted Sterling Shepard, fancy pros like consensus ADP, he went off as the 38th wide receiver off most uh, off, off the consensus board, uh, and he finished wide receiver 36. So, in a way, you got what you paid for. You yeah. got your 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 fringe wide receiver three, wide receiver four. So, if you paid for him at that price. I guess that's all right, but only if you're really even getting starts out of him. Because if you're only starting two wide receivers, three wide receivers a week, is he going to have... Are you even thinking about starting him most weeks?
1: I also think, along with that, you were just expecting different numbers. You were expecting like 80 catches for 1,000 yards and four touchdowns, but he did it sort of ass backwards to where it it just didn't seem like he was that good. Because process. he didn't get, the, he wasn't that rookie who caught eighty passes, like sort of a Jarvis Landry rookie year. He didn't do that, you know, type of a thing out of the slot. But he did provide touchdown value. It, it just didn't really come the way you expected, and it was hard, to sort of, even put into place. Like it's weird. Yeah,
0: I think that's a terrific point. To be honest, looking at this this lineup, he was one behind, literally one point behind DeAndre Hopkins. He was ahead of Cole Beasley, who had a great year. We talked Snead, who we liked. He was ahead of him. Steve Smith in his final season. He's ahead of him. Uh, J.J. Nelson, who we thought had a good year or whatever, ahead of him. Davante Parker. He actually was He actually was there. So you're right. I think that's a good way to look at it. It was, it was backward-ass, and I, I think that that zero target on zero catches in a week where you thought he'd have a good game was uh, problematic. Uh, let's talk about Dak Prescott quickly, obviously,
1: just that beast of a of a, of a boy. Um, the thing with Dak is, when you draft him, you only thought you were getting four or five, six weeks, maybe maybe eight weeks at max, mm-hmm. like reports. And then you know, I, thought it, expect- I thought it. I thought You're expecting Tony Romo to come back? He just played all season, and between what weeks three to twelve, he's QB three. Just excellent. Like there's nothing you can say about Dak. That's a real knock. Uh, I don't know, sat out week 17 If you're a week 17 player, pretty much He played a couple of series and then sat um, Other than that, Dak was just excellent And if it weren't for probably another guy If it weren't for, for Dalton Howard He'd probably win this I mean, he was the, what, NFL rookie of the year Who won that? Was it Ezekiel Elliott or was it Dak Prescott? Dak Dak won it, right? Yeah. Like he should Quarterback's
0: he up, a But He brought up Elliott up on stage and yeah. said, can we cut this in half? And then he basically was like, can we cut in thirds and give it to our offensive lineman?
1: Well, the thing is, like, Ezekiel is paid a lot more money than Dak. So, he's like, let me keep two thirds of this, bro. Like, I need the bonus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's true. And Dak knows. Dak getting paid.
1: Eventually, yeah.
0: Dak getting paid. Yeah. I I
1: just hope he doesn't have, like, an RG3... Come back down to Cleveland town type of season. Uh, I, think I it,
0: just think that he won't because it just the team's good, and I think he's all all business. But well, I, I hope that. Remember,
1: Washington was good; they made the playoffs, and you know his rookie year. And then suddenly he shat the bed, uh, and it just didn't look the same. Suffered that injury in the playoffs. At least Dax coming in with a clean bill of health. Yeah, no,
0: no question. Uh, i I know where I'm. Okay, so let's talk about Jordan Howard. I think now it's Jordan Howard time, and I think it, would, can we agree it's a two man race between Dak and Jordan? Yes. Okay. So Tyreek Hill, we talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Whatever. I mean, it's, had a it's great hard,
1: season. It, he had 12 touchdowns. Twelve I'm gonna have 12 Alvarados tonight. I'm getting close to 12 Alvarados. Yeah, I you know, like a, it. About it Tyreek should. Hill's 12 touchdowns.
2: Last he scored 12 touchdowns four different ways. So I mean, like. We, we wrote this into the touchdown dependency article as well. The Chiefs know how to use him. He's very similar. He's like, he was like a poor man's quarterell uh, Patterson, but they used him properly. And they are game planning around him. And they're just putting the football in his hands and saying, get into that end zone. And, and he's been doing it. It was, it was an, an, a really surprising thing for me because I, I missed him completely. I'll admit didn't see it happening. Even in Dynasty, I, I avoided him at all costs. So it was really cool to see that. Like, I hate to say a gadget guy, because I know that term is kind of. Oh, no, he's a fucking gadget, a gadget player. No, exactly. You know, that, that, that term is mean, like good, turn. You probably
0: drafted Marquise Goodwin, because he was all sure. awesome. And then when he didn't pan out, you're like, why would I draft another Marquise Goodwin in Tyree Kill? But obviously, he's on a better team that knows how to use him, and he's more elite. Sure, and football I, I, I said, player, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. fast.
2: I hate to use the term gadget guy, but that's what he was. But he 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 did it really well. He he did exactly what you want out of a player, like Tyreek Hill. Great year, awesome stuff. But like, if, if we're talking about Jordan Howard, it's a one man race for me, and he's he's far ahead. Uh, I mean, we. We we spoke about this two weeks ago. We didn't see him having the all these starting opportunities. We didn't see the injuries, the length it happening, especially uh, so early in the season. E- exactly. I mean, p- people were taking 225 overall RB 68. So he was just one of those guys that went in some leagues but didn't go in most. He was waiver wire material. Finished running back nine seven total touchdowns 1600. You know, uh, second most yards. yards. Yeah, it, exactly. It was it was unreal. Unreal year. Uh, five out of his fifteen weeks were, were top twelve per, uh, performances among running backs. Um, if we're talking about the fancy work of the year, Jordan Howard won, won you leagues. If you had that, if you drafted him or if you picked him up off the waiver wire, he helped you get into the playoffs at least. In the he didn't get any carries in the first week, and he only he had, so
1: through pretty so sure he was inactive.
0: Yeah, inactive for your first three weeks of the season, he had twelve carries, and he still was able to finish. Not number two with uh, those that yardage for all players. Uh, that, I mean rookies. Number two, it actually just ended up being two rookies that finished up as the top Russian running backs. But uh, I'm really excited about having this fucker on my team. Um, he he's got that body. He's
1: got that. He's got all that right. running style. And so, if Jordan Howard is the winner of the Rookie of the Year award. Where are you guys drafting Jordan Howard in fantasy? We draft leagues next year, and I was—I want
0: to ask the same question. I'll answer that. I want to ask the same question about Tyreek Hill. I'm
1: not touching Tyreek Hill.
0: Okay, so because I agree, so these was like Tyreek Hill, it's like you look at the stuff. I was like, oh, it looks good. Just no fucking chance. I, I want it to I had
1: good. Tyreek Hill as my 46th wide receiver, and I felt like that was high. <laughs>
2: It's awesome. I have picked up a few Terry Kill shares in Dynasty, but it was for a fair value. It's just I want a share, I want a, a share or two, just to be like, you know, in case he does. He blow, just wants to touch every player exactly, in the league. You got to have a little bit, of, a little, you bit, got a of little bit of this, that. a little bit of that. Jordan Howard, on the other hand, I had zero shares of across the board. I, I didn't like him at all, but the opportunity presented itself, and he showed and exceeded. Any expectations that I could have had about him, and you know what, he made me into a believer. The the numbers that I see on this guy, and and you know, among his peers and among rookie running backs, and the volume that he may have next year if he's the only guy getting the football, I am taking him probably if if it's especially if it's like point per carry or for even, even standard. I'm taking him as a RB one,
1: no doubt about it. I don't know how first round pick, yes or not? no? No. Second round pick, yes or no? Yeah, Probably. Sure. Third round pick, absolutely. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. For I, sure.
0: I think second round pick, I, lo- I would love. Them. Okay. What else are they gonna
1: top have? top of the first? But don't give me this. What else are they gonna do? Shit, because Todd Gurley is the excellent example of this, right? It's like, what else are they gonna do? Which, they didn't. I don't hate their
0: offensive line. I think they're gonna do some other interesting things. But I hear you. I hear you. But
1: there's also like Jordan Howard. The things that could go wrong, they're like Todd Gurley-esque. The things that could go wrong, like, plus he doesn't have that breakaway speed, but if you look at next-gen stats, uh, Jordan Howard had, like, the second fastest running back, you know, miles per hour recorded on the season. Really? Because there was just a play where he just got loose. Here's the and, reason why I like him a lot. Touchdown dependency. He only had six
0: touchdowns this year. Yeah. That is fucking great. You know, what? It's, he had more hundred-yard games than he had touchdowns. He had seven hundred-yard games and six touchdowns. That's why I like this guy a lot. Um, that touchdown number going up. Now, let's be honest. There's he's the number one. He's the he's the alpha dog going into this thing. But if we
1: say that, and then and then suddenly John Fox gives the ball to Jeremy Langford again. Uh, like, can the can I say style. one thing?
0: I hear you, but can I say one thing? I think, and this is a weird, more business-style thing, but I think with the McCaskies, because their business is the Bears, and that's why we have a hard time signing people, and uh, and they're cheap. They make their money off this team. They want to sell fucking Howard jerseys. They want... Uh, the Cutler's gone. Pro- I, I hope and I think Jeffrey's gone. Like... There's no face to this team, whatso fucking ever. It's like I think the the, the, the McCassies come in and to Fox and Pace are like, listen, we need to sell some power chairs, and jerseys, and get this thing going on. We need season. They raised the price on their season tickets after having a three win season after they hadn't done that for the previous two years. I think they're going to go into like. Let's not fuck around and let's just give this guy a lot of carry. He made 1,600 yards in last season. We need to sell these jerseys. We need to face this franchise.
2: Just do that. That's what you got to do. You know, I would, I would be a little bit more nervous about Jordan Howard if he scored more touchdowns, actually, and ran for less yards. If we were talking about touchdown dependency, 80% of Jordan Howard's points in standard scoring came from his yards alone. He, you know, only scoring six rushing touchdowns, twenty percent of his fantasy points were, were were there, and that was so far below the average for the top ten running backs. So just thinking, even if he loses some yards, just anticipating him to meet that top ten average, it, it seems plausible. It, it seems like he has he can either maintain those numbers or work his way up. Here's the question, for you, you know, we're talking about Todd Gurley, and it, it's hard to kind of knock him down. Would you draft him? next season over Todd Gurley.
1: Oh, absolutely. I'm still down on Todd Gurley. I know the Bears have a better offensive line. I know that. And I know... The, the thing is, the Bears were also very bad at calling run plays. Like, their run pass percentage is not where it needed to be at 60% to 40%. Like, why are you doing this to me? That is stupid. You're averaging... You know, when, when your team averaging over 5 yards a carry, and then you don't call you know, run plays, you're dumb. Like, you are not smart dowel logins. So... <laughs>
0: Can I ask a question? I was just getting uh, busy with one of the uh, the beautiful um, card women. I saw uh, them. Yes. They prefer was, card was, ladies. She, card ladies, sorry. <laughs> Did you say that you like you like a Howard over a girly?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah. I didn't know whether you said yay or nay and BJ yeah. or... Yeah.
1: De- de- definitely Howard over a girly. But I, I, think, that. I think Howard's price... It's going to be the guy who creeps into the back end of the first round, I agree. or is very high in the second round, and that's just—I don't know—if I'm sitting at pick twelve, if I'm going to be Jordan Howard jumping all over it. Com- and it's not Com- just—and it's not just the Bears fan saying I won't draft the Bears.
0: Completely agree with you. It's—it might be, and one of what's going to happen is we—we we know it. He's going to have some big. It's gonna be this off season's is gonna be a, a big pole smoking fest for this guy. He's gonna have a nice game in the preseason, and all of a sudden he's not. He's just gonna ride. I agree with you. It's not a good time picking this guy in the with
2: the eighth pick. I know the first a, round. Sure, I only know it was one season, but coming into it, 2016 as a non believer, 2016 turning me into a Jordan Howard believer. This is a guy that I probably will take at the turn. You know, so I don't know. Jordan Howard, he he is he's my fantasy rookie of the year. I'm I'm taking him all day, and I'm probably taking him next year too. Cool. I I you you're a Dak or a Howard guy.
1: Ah. (sighs) Fantasy wise, I think you gotta go Jordan Howard this season. Cool.
0: We're all on the same page. I agree. Before we get to the next uh, award session, let's listen to this. Beep. 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 Babe, all right. <laughs> uh, the next award is "Never Heard That Fucking Guy Before" this season. Who the hell is he? And the nominees are Terrell Williams, Adam Thielen, Quincy Anua, Anua Noa. Sorry, I'm bad. Anua Noa. We move. We move. Not slurring, but I'm just a bad reader. Uh, Cameron Meredith. Uh, let's. Blaze through because you know I think we got enough time to pull the show out really well, but we actually got a we got a lot to go through. So let's let's make this one a quick one. Uh stag party, you start off. Sorry that I um, expended your Williams.
1: Yeah, I mean Tyreek
0: Tyre- Evans, uh, <laughs> scoring, shooting guard, for the,
1: the, the rookie of the year, Tyreek <laughs> Evans, who seemingly never has done shit since. Yeah. That.
2: There you go. Uh, I remember
1: Sacramento that Sacramento Kings. Yeah, Tyrell Williams. Uh, He's actually a guy I've heard of before this year, but he was by far the best of the barrel and the guys who just took a huge, huge step up from being sort of the undrafted wide receiver um, and just laying it down. The 1,000 yards you talked about, seven touchdowns. Phillip Rivers and Ken Wizenhunt talking about how they love this guy going forward. So... uh, I think Tyrell Williams is an easy winner, but I'm actually gonna rule him out because I fucking heard of him before. So let's go with <laughs> between Adam Thielen, Quincy Enunwa, and Cameron Meredith. This is where it gets interesting. Adam Thielen, what finished higher than Stephon Diggs in fantasy scoring? Um, you know, Quincy Enunwa had a couple top positional weeks, and Cam Meredith, you know, threw some touchdowns, caught some touchdowns, and. Like, literally, Alshon Jeffery would be in the game, but they would treat Cam Meredith as the wide receiver one in that offense, which was not smart. But There was a moment where,
0: uh, waiver wire style, Cameron Meredith, you thought this could be a league winner.
2: Yeah. He went undrafted in most leagues. And, you know, at the same time as, as a dynasty player, I, I have heard of all these players, but probably the, play, the two players that I expected this from the least were Adam Thielen and Cameron Meredith. Adam Thielen, though, five touchdowns, almost 1,000 yards and just as many top 12 wide receiver weeks as Terrell Williams. I mean, if, if we're going to roll Terrell Williams just because I, I think he's at a slightly we're, different we're, level. We're going to cut him out. Sure. You he's know out. you know Quincy Nunwell, I know him as a Jets fan. And uh, uh, I mean, I was a fan of his before. He, he fixed whatever Brandon Marshall, Eric Decker got hurt. He came in. Robbie Anderson came in. Came in swinging. But... Adam Thielen, I, I think, is a guy very worthy of this award. I, I mean, a lot of people were probably looking at Stephon Diggs, and I know Kyle Rudolph had some plans, but even since the, uh, the Teddy Bridgewater injury, we didn't really expect this output from Sam Bradford, and for Adam Thielen to put up five and almost 1,000 yards is, is very good in my
1: opinion. Yeah, and with Adam Thielen, he's probably the guy who was picked up from a fucking tryout. Like, they signed him, what, from his little college in Minnesota at a goddamn tryout. <laughs> so, they hadn't even heard of him before they signed him to the active roster off their practice squad eventually. And, like, they barely knew he was going to do this shit for them. So, Adam Thielen's my winner here. Yeah, Thielen, number
0: 27 at the position. friggin' guy. Uh, there's no question about it. I think... If, looking into next year I know we're doing the work for this year If Sam Bradford, which it looks like Is going to be the guy, Bridgewater's probably going to be out Again, or so they say
2: But, Dylan is His security blanket You know what, but Stephon Diggs is the buy next year, and but I hey,
0: I'm not saying this. That Thielen's going to be the best wide receiver sure. on that team, but he's the best value. But I think he's you gonna think reverse. Thielen's going high, he, but he you're right. He's not going high. No one wants that fucking guy. They're like, yeah, Thielen, that was a flash in the pan. And maybe you're right, but look the eye test. And here's one thing I'll say about the rookie of the year on all these guys: the eye test on every single one of these four motherfuckers is an A plus for me.
2: They they, they play A
0: plus the yes. on all these guys. Working hard, making those routes, making big plays, doing it up, Belbaran. Bell- 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 I mean, I just love watching all these guys, and I watch all uh, Quincy. That is big, tough, strong. He's he he he, he just he reminds me of Andre Johnson. <laughs> exactly, he, he's like he that guy is an up and comer. Like I love what I see out of him. A uh, uh, Cameron Meredith. I feel like I like his body. Who's winning this award so we can get to the next Adam one? Adam Thielen. I agree. Thielen, what up? I agree. That
2: guy's fucking sick. How many 200-yard games do you have? Just one this year? <laughs> Isn't that enough for you? Got it. okay. You know, you know we t- talked about Quincy Nunwell, but... I was giving so props on him. Going into another jet, my favorite football player of all time... The Wayne Cribbett Award is up next. Boy, that's your favorite football player? Your, you know, like when, you have a, prom- when you're a Jets fan, you're left with, like, <laughs> Chad Pennington, Vinny Testaverde. I'm, I'm only 31 <laughs> years old. So, but it's like, and you got you, you got Curtis Martin, but too many people like it. But Wayne Cribbett is that dude you just cannot dislike. Can I?
0: Can I? I got to give a story. I know we, we're trying to get as much going on. Nah, no, we're but giving. I live, okay, give yeah, a shit. Yeah, we don't give a shit. <laughs> I lived in New York for three years, uh, in two thousand and two, three, and four. Uh, and I lived. I, when I first moved to New York, I lived at fifty-one and uh, second. And obviously, Wayne lived in the neighborhood. I seen I used to see that guy all the time there was a burger stand a, a burger diner I'd go to all the time he was there there was an Irish bar and I lived right right by the um, uh, the um, no, uh, no the United uh, uh, that's Jersey United. whatever it is with all the fucking flags I'm being an idiot's right United Nations Nations thank you I lived right down the street from there I'm an idiot <laughs> I'm an idiot guys <laughs> let's be honest I worked so fucking hard all week I'm dead by the time this happens and I'm on Val Paradise but the guy lived in my neighborhood and we would go and we would see him in where we are eating and drinking like kind of semi-regularly and he was like just done with his career like he was just done at that point I don't think he was still playing at that point maybe he was but I think he was just his career, we used to always see him like what's up Wayne and the fucking guy is so small, you I'm do? not a big guy but you'd be like what's up Wayne how the, and then we walk by, whether we were drinking at the bar, like, how the fuck was that guy? That makes it so, <laughs> oh, it it so awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. I love it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm reaffirming this. Like, we loved him. Like, how in the fuck did that little tyke, how was is, how is he a, like a, a legitimate pro? Not I don't know if he was a pro, he was a pro bowler. I don't know if he was an all pro, but he, he probably wasn't. But great player for the Jets. Awesome. You used to see him in my neighborhood all. Then I moved downtown, and that's when the fun started.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he was just a gym rat, right? You know. So no. Hofstra, I, one thing he was gritty. He was gritty.
0: Hofstra does not have a program anymore. So him and Marquis, uh, the guy from Colston. The, Colston, they come from a program that no longer exists. So if, Hofstra does not have. a And my best friend Maurice Wasserman
2: went to Hofstra. You know. So, so going into that award, we're actually going to award that to the best white wide receiver that isn't Jordy Nelson. This is racist. All right, right so t- <laughs> the candidates are uh, our fan favorite from last award, Adam Thielen,
4: yeah.
2: Minnesota Vikings, Cole Beasley from the Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, golf Ooh. clap, golf clap. Julian golf Edelman, flag. Super Bowl winner from the New England Patriots, S- Tinder fucker, Chris Hogan, his uh, counterpart in the New England Patriots, and Adam Humphreys. Well, I'll so say this out of uh, these guys, how many of these guys? I
0: know one guy that I've seen dunk. On film Out of these five uh, Little whiteys so Who do you think Who do you think Can dunk It wasn't know, It wasn't
1: racist Till you dropped The little whiteys I, Yeah
0: I always I, hey, Everyone out there Knows that I'm not racist So I can stay stupid shit I love everyone uh, Colby's I've seen Two hand dunk Do you think Edelman can dunk Seen Seen it Okay uh, Thielen th- Can you dunk
1: Yes yeah, so Thielen's like 6'2
2: Okay I agree Uh, Hogan. Hogan's the one that I would like to see try.
1: No, Hogan I definitely think can. Former
2: little player He's great. I think he can too.
0: Adam Humphreys, not a chance. That guy's barely grabbing the net. (laughs) I'm with that. I'm with that. (laughs) And I like a Humphreys. You know, who doesn't like a Humphreys? Humphreys, But uh, he's out. Uh, Do the Humpty Ho. I think Humphreys out of this list is. He's gone. And, going. and even more so for next year because they're going to get some talent for Winston and for Evans he was just, kind he's just, of, he be was the just like the last guy,
1: guy standing he's going to be the slot guy he's going to end up being Cole Beasley in a couple years when this offense passes for 4,500 yards when they do all the things he's going to be that piece that just works yep. and you know, he's going to get open in short yardage and they're going to use him on third down but he's not going to be the most integral piece Absolutely. I mean, basically, you got to
0: thank a Wes Welker to open doors for a guy like Adam Humphreys because he's... He, we're, we're all hiccuping over here. This is the first time I've been on a show where I've got the hiccups, but <laughs> oh well. It's Friday. Let's moderate. Uh, Humphreys, I think he's out. He's kind of the Welker guy. I probably shouldn't have put Julian Edelman in this list
2: because yeah, he's too good. He's so you know, he He's good, but I think if you're looking at How these players perform this year Adam Thielen and Cole Beasley Aren't terribly far off No Now let's look at it from a pre-draft standpoint Adam Thielen didn't go draft in most leagues I mean Zero Right right? Cole Beasley maybe (laughs) Towards the end Cole Beasley's wide receiver 78 Consensus on fantasy pros Super late I mean Julian Edelman You got what you paid for He he was like People were paying wide receiver 2 prices He put up wide receiver 2 numbers I think he was a little overpriced you know, know honestly, we already yeah. talked about Adam Thielen. Cole Based Beasley on the now. Retards. Cole Beasley kind of pulled a really good season out of his ass. He only scored three touchdowns, or excuse me, five touchdowns, but he also amassed 850 yards. Two out of his 16 weeks were top 12 weeks, and we didn't, you know, there was, there was a little bit of a Cole beastly hype train going on, yeah. but that didn't get going until people started seeing him get the football. And he put he, he uh, put out a performance. All I year. know,
0: but it never. It, it depends on. It's like know your league. It depends on how your scoring is. And I know we're doing a lot of standard or PPR, but some leagues like have a threshold of where you need to get to of fifty yards or sixty yards. And he's obviously a lot better in a PPR. But Cole was tough. I had him in my in my league, and I didn't start him. And I looked at bench points, and it's like his best
2: season was still very underwhelming. He was on your bench. At the same time, he was only like that wide receiver four for you. But you probably paid like wide receiver six or seven. No question. You you picked
1: him off waivers, let's face it. But
2: I guarantee you probably at least started him once. And if you're pulling Cole Beasley off the waiver wire and he's putting you up a top 12 wide receiver week on more than one occasion, that's okay. You remember
0: one thing I do remember is when we had the Scott Fish Bowl, I was high on a Beasley as like this late guy, when there was like a bunch of crap, watching like Beasley? It's just like I, I like I feel good I about it. I went with Ted. Get over Colby Sleep. So did it work? Did it work good? Well,
1: yeah.
0: Okay, good. I, I just right. remember, and I'm not I'm not saying you did bad or good, but I just remember being like, I feel like Beasley's gonna have a good year this year with the rookie and the checkdowns, and and the one thing that is obvious is in the Edelman, uh kind of element. He's unguardable right out of his cut.
2: Sure.
0: If you can get him, out, if you can get him on that five-seven yard cut in, out, whatever, in that route tree, he's pretty much gonna catch it. He's pretty much unguardable. Tommy
1: Wayne Corbett's height and weight.
0: I oh. should know this. No, look it up. Oh yeah. uh, no, I don't need it. I I can tell you right now. You got it? Yeah, I got think it. Think
1: he's five no. eleven? No, no, he's under no, five eleven. He's like 5'9", no, or five no, no. 5'9". Five nine, maybe
0: once. 80? No, I, got it. I Go. got it. Five nine confirm this. Five nine one ninety. ninety. Yes. Five nine one sort of thick. That's, that's very close. He's
1: a no, sort
2: of thick he's bro. Thick. Oh he's, he's 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 strong. He's a he's a little muscle. Five nine one eighty five. I don't know where these measurements came up from, but Wikipedia, which is very reliable, <laughs>
1: yeah. says five foot ten inches, one hundred and eighty-eight pounds. Alright, so I was gonna give the award to Adam Thielen my vote, but I think Adam Thielen's too big to be yeah. the Wayne Quebec guy. Andy you know, sort of Brady's. in the mold of Jordy Nelson. Uh, we know Julian Edelman's. No, he's he's dating a fucking supermodel. Yeah. The, the guy's he's got enough. The, like yeah. he's, got, he's got a couple super roles. He's dating a supermodel. Like he, Tom Brady taught him the life, and he's fucking just living Tom Brady's life plan now. What about what? Chris Hogan? No. 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 Now, I didn't name I, this the lacrosse player.
0: <laughs> one thing I'll say is, if anyone else out there saw it or didn't see it, but I love the uh, when they went into the uh, overtime, my favorite video, and I just love Edelman. I love, I love all wide. I'm a wide receiver guy. Um, I'm a little white guy. I sometimes like white wide receivers. Just part of the game. Him going into that overtime and going to Brady, like, yo, bro, let's fucking let's fucking score a touchdown. Let's win a championship. Let's do this, buddy. Let's do this, bro. Let's do this for your mom, bro. And that's sick. I mean, that's, like, just, like, just awesome. Just in sports and, like, playing basketball, playing football, whatever. Like, this is the biggest stage, and those guys are just homies and talking. Like, let's go do it. And they did it. And on the flip side of it, a guy that might need to be here and shouldn't be, actually, but... Amendola and what he's done in their two Super Bowl wins worth the $36 million that we have <laughs> ripped on him about so much. But just those two, what he's done in their two Super Bowl wins, worth that $36 what, what million.
1: What did he even do last well, one? Catch one pass? He had like a two-point conversion. Oh like, no, he got it. that big one on that final drive. He
0: had a big big fourth down, oh, fourth down two, fourth yeah. and seventeen, where he took it for like
2: twenty-five, but he got the two-point conversion catch. To send it in overtime. Uh, on now we'll Here's what Danny Amendola hasn't done: is gotten hurt. With. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> still both
1: yeah, my mind. To wait, this wait, wait, wait. He sort of won.
2: Clavicles. He hasn't broken. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> All right, so moving Cole on. Cole Beasley's the winner. Yes, sir. Yes. All right, let's hit up the RBVC RB2 award. Uh, in parentheses, best back in an RBVC as the second guy. So. Who's that RB2 on a team that you sort of the best? Bilal Powell, we got Tevin Coleman, we got Mike Gillisley, Tim Hightower, and James White, the Super Bowl MVP that didn't win the MVP and didn't get the MVP truck that Tom Brady didn't fucking need.
0: I guarantee you Tom Brady gave it to him.
1: <laughs> he didn't. He didn't? No, he but somebody him? gave him an MVP truck.
0: I heard that Tom Brady was uh, charging a lot of money for autographs yesterday. It's like, bro, your wife makes more money than you and you make more money than God. Let's just let's just give some free signatures. Um, I'm going to let you guys talk about this cuz I'm not an RB2 connoisseur,
2: but um, go for it. Yeah, so I pretty much that's Super Bowl MVP that wasn't Super Bowl MVP. Let's get him on this picture. I mean, yeah. it's a little bit of recency bias. He was in a good situation. Dion Lewis got hurt. Blunt scored a billion touchdowns. It really James White wasn't a factor most of the season. Um, he finished as a, a RB low end RB three. Um, put up one good week, but I think I just want to let you know I
0: drafted in one really deep league Walter White earlier than I dreamed. <laughs> James
2: White. <laughs> <laughs> I knocked the door. So, I think one of the obvious answers here is Tevin Coleman, who a lot of people were a little worrisome on after Devontae Freeman's awesome season in 2015. But at the same time, he still got 11 total touchdowns, was very effective in the passing game, got 940 all-purpose yards. Five of his own, 13, he only played 13 games. Five of those weeks, he put up top 12 numbers. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I, I, I thought, was one of those guys who is going to con- Continue to get good and work really well with Devonta Freeman but it's always a lousy situation to know who do I start who do I want to draft how low or how high should I take Devonta Freeman how low shall the Tevin Coleman fall at the same time Bilal Powell uh, as a Jets fan, he's just doing the thing that Blah Powell always does. He like, kind of plays relief, like, hey, guys, I, I got a fresh set of legs here. I'm ready to run. He uh, finishes an RB2. I love that you hate blah. Powell. <laughs> but I love it. Like, hey, guys, i got a fresh set over here. I, you know, but it, at the same time, I think people think that Blah Powell is a lot better than he really is, but he just – the Jets know how to use him. I don't think he'll work anywhere else but New York in relief situations. He put up 1,100 all-purpose yards, got five touchdowns. Here's the thing. He was only 15 points away from Matt Fortes and standard scoring. So, if you're thinking about a running back by committee and as an RB2, it was pretty much RB1A and RB1B. And I think Bilal Powell really stands out in this group.
1: Yeah, I'm close. I think it was Tevin Coleman, just because of the number of games he missed. And if you were starting, like, for most of the season, from weeks, like, 1 to 10... If you were starting Tevin Coleman over Bilal Powell, I feel like you felt better about that. But there was, yeah, Bilal Powell had a couple of huge weeks when Matt Forte was ruled out at the end of the season. I'm sure if there was a game where Devonta Freeman was ruled out, Tevin Coleman would have fucking blasted that ass. But, so, if I'm looking at it as the pure RB2, I think I think it's Tevin Coleman. See, but,
2: but we're talking about we're giving this award to the 2016 running back by committee RB2, and you're using the fact that Tevin Coleman missed three games to his advantage. The guy missed three games; it is what it is. And you know, give me Bilal Powell all 16 games, and the fact that he was so close to Matt Forte in scoring uh, kind of puts him almost, you know, at, at a higher level for me. It, it's really close. I love Tevin Coleman. All right, we need we need a we need a deal breaker. You know, so I'm just gonna have to. He gets you he gets a choice between right one
1: now. or two. He gets a, he doesn't get all the choices. He gets a choice Ten, between
0: man. Call man. Second award to the Indiana University, Roddy oh, Max. Nice. This is like little 500. You guys ever you guys ever
2: seen Breaking Away? If not, do it. You know, this is like the third time that he's gone against me. I think I'm held at a disadvantage being the new guy here. But you know what, congratulations uh, he's, he's, to Evan Coleman.
1: He's just like on their team of being bald guys. So, like, I, mean, I figured you guys are going to band together against me soon enough. Oh, no, uh, yeah. You know, but at the same time, I, I
2: just want to mention something about Mike Gillisley. I mean, he's free oh, agent. Free agent. Gil-
1: if Gillisley ends up in a good situation, this could be a guy, you got to pounce that. Like, he, the sort of efficiency numbers with touchdowns he puts up. Excellent. Like, it's hard to write him off because he could be so good if given more touches. But they don't seem to want to just commit a full-on, you know, secondary workload when LaShawn McCoy misses. They wanted to use him with other guys. And that's why he doesn't finish as high for me. And that makes sense because,
2: in reality, I, I mean... if I don't think he would work well as at all as a featured back. We all get that. I didn't even think he was a really good running back, you know, coming into the NFL. But he knows how to make use of his opportunities. He knows how to score touchdowns. Nine on the season this year. Put up over 600 all-purpose yards. Mike Gillisley was doing work when the Buffalo Bills weren't, and it's, it was a little surprising. You know, I got to give him some credit. So I, I'm just going to give a little shout out to Mike Gillisley for this award. But you know, given Tevin Coleman, Bilal Powell did his thing as well. But Mike Gillislee, you can't be overlooked. Gillislee, I love. We
0: talked about him. I'm not going to go into it, but one man championship last year in, in in the championship round, literally picked him up five minutes before the game because of uh, who's who sent that tweet out. Uh, oh, it was it was it was actually Stiff Kitties. Stiff Kitties. He was getting the number one handoff. In the championship Picked up Gillisley, Played him Guy scored 25 points In my championship Won by 5 points <laughs> Holla for a dollar I'll always love Lee To the day I die That's like literally One of those ones Where like We're picking it up Before it locks And okay. starting the fucking guy In the championship And pulling That through was last year right? That was last year Not this year Last year Like 2015 yeah, 2015
1: Yeah Alright So let's hit up the Sorry I forgot you At the store award <laughs> So like Who's that guy you just let go of too soon? Like you used to like him, but then, you know, you forgot him at the store, and you forgot all about him this year.
0: My dad left me Adventure one time. And I told that <laughs> did story. Did you deserve <laughs> it? Of course I did. <laughs> but he came back, my mom's like, "Yeah, where's Derek?" So my dad's like, mm, okay. "Good question." Hold <laughs> on, I'm gonna be right back. He's in the car. gas adventure. He's in he the car. i still like looking at like Star Wars toys. He's like, okay, good. And this is gonna work out. The, the, My marriage isn't over. Uh, I'm going to talk quickly, and I'm going to say it's Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan in our league had in one league, and it's a short, small league, but big money league. He got dropped, dropped after he was already performing for the first three weeks. And another, yeah, dropped just because shorter bench, smaller league, one quarterback league. Yeah, smaller league, but you know, but a shorter bench, and he got dropped. And the guy that picked him up went on and was doing shitty for the first 3 weeks and ended up being in the playoffs. Matt Ryan is uh he's a he's he, he's my he's my call there. But I know who you're going to go. With. The
1: other candidates in this are Matt Ryan, Oh, Demont, you didn't mention you didn't do the nominees? Adams, Sorry. Melvin Gordon and JJ. Sorry, I thought you did the nominees.
0: <laughs> I was so busy. I'm, I already blew my load with the girl. I'm not worried about the nominees.
1: 3 times.
2: did <laughs> it 3 times. Speaking of 3 times, Jay Ajayi had three two hundred yard games. Now, if we're talking about guys yeah. that we just wrote off too soon, there's two guys in this list that I just never wrote into. One of them's Devonte Adams, and the other one was Jay Ajayi. I, I, I started buying into Melvin Gordon when he started producing. Matt Ryan, I never even I, I didn't really have to buy into him. Like my quarterback situation was okay with Marcus Mariota most of the season, but Jay Ajayi, totally missed on. I could, if you, if you wanted to. Like, say, I bet, hey, Waz, I bet you a million dollars, Jay Ajayi will score three, or t- we will have three 200-yard games this, this season. And I'll be like, you're on, man. It's, you know, that's, that's easy, easy money. Body, you know? To
0: shush, it was J.H.I. Jay
2: Ajayi. Ajayi had over 1,400 all-purpose yards. He had eight touchdowns. And, and three of those weeks were just blew up. I mean, he got over 600 yards in the, those three weeks. Never saw it coming. Whatever. But, you know, the
0: leaks I was talking about, sorry yeah. to interrupt you. That was bad. Uh, the two
2: leagues we were talking about earlier, both leagues had JGI on, on them that won the championship. You, you just have to. You're, you're getting that ROI, as we're saying. You're, you're buying an RB3 and receiving an RB1 in, 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 a, in a pool of running backs that are fluctuating after the top 9, top 10 running backs. You know what I mean? So, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I wrote him off completely, and so, you know, this is pretty much, sorry, I never went into the store to even check your price kind of thing. Same thing with Devontae Adams. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Jordy Nelson, the thing was, Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams could work hand in hand, and still both put up wide receiver one numbers in several weeks together. Uh, It it was unreal. I missed both of them. I I don't,
1: I'd have to flip a coin. I mean, so with Matt Ryan, we sort of talked about how we felt about him. But how we weren't super high on him, but we weren't super low. Uh, we thought he could provide a little bit of a value for you, Devontae Adams. Super I think I, low. I think I completely wrote that motherfucker off yes. after he last season. He was in the seventies. He right? was so bad. He was like he was so so bad that it was ridiculous. I couldn't even consider him uh, a- as a option. I think I got back on the Melvin Gordon train. Um, I was Mid-season. top top twenty running back like on the season. You were so yeah, I never you were, you were down with him I never completely wrote him off. I thought he I could did. rebound and just like yeah, if he did the same things he did last season and scored a handful of touchdowns, he'd be pretty good. Did we expect him to just score all the touchdowns like he did? No, not exactly. But I, I give you I give you th- props
0: on your on the microfracture action and the way that I'm a basketball guy and a football guy, but. You're like, microfracture is just different with football and knowing this where at the same time you're like, Achilles football ain't a good time. But look at the two microfracture guys that rolled this year, Jimmy and and uh, Melvin. Yeah. I, so I didn't I don't think Jimmy had microfracture this year. Two, he, he had, years. He
1: had it a couple, but, of years but he's ago. had
0: it. Yes, but he's had it. Yeah. That's a career ender in some sports, yeah. and, but, uh, not yeah, football, Mario but not Stoudemire,
1: football. But bye bye. But So hitting up J.J., I think I wrote him off. You know, after you know, multiple times during the season. So uh, did I? Did I? Did I write him off going into the season? Not completely, but you know, once once sort of Arian Foster's names the starter, uh, I'm going to write off Jai a little bit. After this first 200-yard game, uh, writing off JJ again, he's not going to have another 200-yard game in the season. <laughs> Back to uh, this, So I wrote this motherfucker off multiple times this season,
2: so I think he's my winner here. So he's almost like Coles where you can just return him at any time. And I, no I,
1: I had J.J.I. on layaway, and then I returned that shit after layaway.
2: You know, we, we spoke a couple weeks ago. I, w- I was doing the Arian Foster thing, so that's a big reason why I completely wrote him off. It didn't make sense for me. I d- didn't see it coming, but, you know, I am I'm, I'm split- I have to split my vote between Ajayi and Devonte Adams because neither of them w- were going to be drafted by me, and they both completely blew me away this year. I like that. I'll do a split with
0: you just so you don't feel like I'm going against you every time because you're the new guy. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing. Devontae Adams was on a high-powered offense, and there was some there, there. There was an upside there. There was something that you saw last year. He sucked balls, and that's why you hated him. But Ajay, you just never really saw it. You didn't think that team was going to be good. You didn't think anything. So Ajay was like a, a surprise, and now going into next season is a, potentially we're thinking a workhorse. And where, when on the flip side, you got uh, you know Devonte Adams is. Now I'm going to be you know the wide receiver too I think uh, on that team so I like that call let's move on to the next one uh, I think it's a co award winning uh, Adams and a Jai kind of situation uh, before we go on to the next one let's listen to this.
3: Bam!
0: No, no give. I, I don't so know I got you on the can. Hey, let's give a cheers. Cheers are all around. I love doing these shows with you, Waz. You're good. You're, you're you're a good addition, dude. Sick, sick, sick. Um, all right, we're going to wait. How old are you again? Old timer
2: award. Am I on this list? Yeah, the nominee <laughs> is D Rex, and that's about it. I'm on. This yeah, let's move on next. The winner <laughs> is
0: D Rex. Uh, Alright, we've got Larry Fitzgerald Bam, boom, amazing Steve Smith a holler for a dollar, riding off into the sunset Did you guys see, quickly I know, Stevie Smith On the whole Super Bowl NFL He just He basically acted as if he had been there For five years, like he had more confidence Up there with that NFL Network crew Than even like Irvin, Irvin he's like Yeah, yeah, he's like leaning back Like talking shit, and Irvin's like Steve Smith's funny. Who the fuck is this guy?
1: Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Buddy. Did you see S- Steve Smith put Danny Carter in a body bag on Twitter? He got. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, you, you saw those yeah, yeah, tweets. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Danny, man, we, you're a great guy, but uh,
0: we set you yeah. up for it. <laughs> well, you know what I think happened. They must. Danny's trying to have him postseason. They like giving him a piece of the action. No, there's no way. Know. There's no way that this is just
1: like. Yeah, you, think, <laughs> you put him in a body, man. For he's sure. No, like I think Ceebent is going to be
0: a part a part of that company.
2: You know, but quick thing: thing Danny guess. Carter uh, on Twitter at cdcarter13. If you're not following, him he he's one of the most interesting follow, follows you know on Twitter right now. He's going to give you a good time. He hates IPA, so we're not cool with him. <laughs> but he's gonna be a great follow. Um yeah, but I'm gonna send him that whole fridge at the top row of Miller Lights, I guess. He, he made a periscope on that, he's like how to properly drink an IPA, 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 IPA dumped in the fucking sink. Well
1: he's a famous he consultant show or whatever yeah, draft Day consultant. Yeah. But uh he does the Living the Stream podcast with JJ, Isaac Rice and but sure, Man. it's just it was hilarious. He's like, oh, by the way, I can own you for the entire season for the low price of nine ninety nine a week. Or nine seventeen dollars a week. I'll round up to <laughs> $10. <It was good. laughs> out the company. And it was
2: good. <laughs> and you know what? I think it was just uh, Steve Smith was just having fun with it, too. Steve Smith is going to be just fine in his post-playing yeah. career. Well, look at Rex Ryan. He really did good. Uh, I mean... It, it wasn't many weeks, but he managed to cover the Patriots, right? I mean, I, I, I stole that joke from someone, but he did go with the S. Oh, it's fun to hear. I get it. <laughs> so
1: let's hit up the <laughs> last of the sort of guys here: all-time rewards. Uh, Darren Sproles, Antonio Gates, and Jason Witten. Uh, I used to have Tom Brady here, and yeah, I, I don't not, think that's just, sure think just fucking wit. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. Still yeah. fucking yeah. like 25 this years is old. He's the MVP of the league. Alright, l- let's go
2: through their ages then. Uh, so, Larry Fitzgerald turns 34 in August. Steve Smith turns 38 in May. Ooh. Darren Sproles turns 34 in June. Antonio Gates turns 37 in June. And Jason Wynn turns 35 in May. Now, the thing is, Steve Smith's done. So, I, I don't know, how, how do we think about that? So, if we think. Smith's out. Smith's out at but 37. He's, he came off an Achilles, a, a double rupture. Of his Achilles decision. Yeah, but Antonio Gates came off uh, PEDS, performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, so? <laughs>
4: well, I think
0: I he foresee- came
2: off doing drugs? <laughs> Steve Smith,
0: he's one of our favorite pyro guys for since we started this site. So for us, we just are going to give him an honorary ring of uh, fame. We love Steve Smith. He's a badass. Stevie Fist. The characters we've done for him, everything we've written since day one. We did a great early podcast where we did like a, a battle of the network stars type of thing for Stevie, where just like his athletic, we love that guy. He's awesome. So Participation think, trophy yeah, to Stevie. There we go. So he's out. Yeah. Larry Fitz, I think he's kind of out too, just because he's just he's he, he's. He played with the fact he's not coming back, but he's going to try and get okay. himself into
2: that top five on every uh, every stat world. I promise you. All right, here's my vote. Real quickly, I think it's impressive that Darren Sproles, about to be 34, is still a usable running, running back. back. Very important in the NFL. That's crazy. I know there, there was times when he didn't get full usage and – but the dude is thir- about to turn 34 years old, and he's still being—he's still getting plays, uh, you know, uh, designed for him to work. You know, and it—it it, it blows my mind. That he's 34 years old. Like I'm, I'm 31. Mode? I I could barely get out of bed in the morning. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's awesome. I like my votes to Darren Sproles just for the fact that he's—he's he's almost in his mid 30s as a running back and still still going at it. Fast too. Still fast.
0: I I I like what you're saying. He's elusive. The guy still makes people uh, look like silly. What are you thinking?
1: I wanted to go with the underrated sort of Sproles, but he missed a couple games there. Uh, There was games where he, you know, they put him up as the, oh, he's going to be our lead back. It was matchup based. And then they gave him four carries, and it was just annoying. Larry Fitzgerald, it seemed like, you know, from the outset of the season through like week ten, he was an every week wide receiver one for you, and, and you didn't have to draft him as such. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, caught all, what over a thousand yards worth of passes. Uh, what caught. was his ADP, Larry? Larry Fitzgerald was wide receiver what?
2: 16. 20- Oh. Uh, consensus fantasy pros like no. yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine but that yeah. it gives a it gives a ballpark sixteen that's that's high that's higher than I thought he was. you know what it was. I uh, I am going on the wrong list that is what he finished as okay give uh, okay. me a moment I'll, yeah okay.
1: that's, He's that's, probably right like that, around yeah. wide receiver thirty yeah thirty because they were all like Michael Floyd was wide receiver twenty seven John Brown was wide receiver twenty eight Larry Fitzgerald was wide receiver thirty. Like They were all right in that little subsection of wide receiver three. While well, you're looking that up, I agree. I, for me, just because
0: it sounds stupid, but just because he's, he's kind of a catalyst and a glue. The fact that I don't even have a great fantasy football season so this isn't for fantasy for me. I love that Sproles call. I'm down with that program. Larry, I think still thinks got years left. He's just a beast. He's a Hall of Famer. Witten's ability to be the leader of that team, Romo going down, all, he was basically an outcast for most of the year. Witten is the catalyst, the glue. Not an outcast, but in, not, not, a, not, a, not a locker room guy. Ga- uh, he's not a locker room guy for him if you're injured and all this st- other stuff. Witten, for me, as far as an old timer and Geico commercials and all that stuff, that guy's just—he's uh, just a hardened dude. This will be what his fifteenth year will be next year, or his sixteenth will be next year. That started is started in two thousand and thirteen, so a while. It's either fourteenth or fifteenth season will be his next year season, and this guy has
2: got a few more years left. So we're we're talking about careless on teams real quick. So you're taking you're going to take Jason Witten, who is younger and actually finished lower than Antonio Gates, who is. Two years older and finished as uh, four spots higher among tight ends. So I, I, Antonio Gates has been a catalyst of the Chargers for years. And even working even working uh, alongside Hunter Henry, he still you know puts up numbers. Still I hear you. and I know we're talking fantasy here.
0: One team was in one of the worst teams in the league. And one team was one of the best. Was yes, the sir. best. Yes, sir. And, uh, other than the end result, but regular season. But I hear you. I love Antonio Gates. I, I hope he's going to play next year again, right? He's already said he's going to do it. I love Antonio Gates. But I think also Antonio Gates was like, wasn't? didn't he like wait? It was like two or three years after he played, but he had this late start. No, nah, he got into it
1: right away. Was it? Yeah. I mean, he got into it right away. Right I in love a Gates.
0: Believe me. And when you talk about guys that actually were like league winners between a Witten and a Gates over the course of the last... 13, 14 fourteen years—no question that Gates is the guy. That, that I mean, I'd go
1: all the way back to two thousand and three to search this. How many years he took off after basketball? But I don't think social media was the same. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll tweet about it later. He, and can fruit. somebody pull out a fucking newspaper and tell me? What,
2: <laughs> Where's the uh, national when we need one? Uh, I love you, Peter. Yeah, Lord. so I'm. I'm just sticking my vote with Darren Sproles based on the fact that he's still running back in his own. In you know, in his. Almost mid thirties, do, still doing things. He's got my vote. Who you got? You know
1: what? I'm just not making you the bad guy this time. I, no, so hey, hey thing, I wasn't don't
0: don't he the bad guy. I agree with the last round. Um, I, I just like I like I like Witten. Witten's the uh, the catalyst in that team. I guess if we're, we're a fantasy podcast, you know, we should go Larry Fitzgerald. We should go. But I, I just like a Witten. The fact that he was the the, the old steady guy on a team that was had the best record this year with a bunch of youngsters. I think I got to go Darren Sproles. Spriggity riggity, I love it. I love that guy.
2: I mean, he's fucking awesome. I mean, it's just crazy how... The fact that he's still getting punts. The fact that he's still <laughs> fast. That's the thing that gets me. They fast quick. It, I mean, he's still faster than most players in the NFL. And it's it's awesome. I, I want to... Well,
0: there's, there's not one player in the league that doesn't respect Darren Sproles or Jason Witten. So, Darren Sproles wins. I love that call. Darren Sproles is just like, everyone walks like, how's this fucking guy so good? How's he had this... I mean, Darren Sproles makes us look like fucking Giants. The guy is amazing. Let's move on to the next one. I like it. Sproles winning the, wait, how are you again award? Old timer award goes to D.S. Sproles. Where's he going to be next year? I back in Philly,
2: but a uh, small you contract so? at a yeah. minimum. You think so? No. You don't think anybody wants that guy? No. there's not I mean, maybe. Market. I don't think there's going to be a market. I think he's only going to work in Tampa Bay, Bay or work. somebody. I, 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 think I think he's only going to remain to work in Philadelphia. I think it only makes sense for him to stay
1: there. Maybe. It's a but I also person. think like a team like Indianapolis could put in a, like, you know, a small bid for the guy as a third down back. One of these really good teams where he feels like he has a chance to win and at the same time
2: Tampa Bay like you were saying who knows what Doug Martin's doing You know, they say they're they're basically moving on
0: from what i read but it's and also tough
2: at the same time you know to kind of give up on him like that, that they almost gave up on him last year and then it's like hey you were sticking around
0: and so yeah a lot of money alright we're going to close out with a couple more of these guys and this is the All Vaginitis Team Award this is sponsored by Monistat 7 Vaginal Antifungal Cream um Thank God that their media uh, provider reached out, to Phyra and wanted us to uh, have them be the sponsor. They really grabbed us by the pussy. Yeah, they really did. They really did. Hold on, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> before we get into this one, though, hey, let's listen to this. All right, we're gonna make it. We're gonna make it quick. Some guy, you know, injuries happen, so when you say all oh, Vaginitis team, it's kind of mean because some guys are kind of pussies, but sometimes you just get injured. It's a rough and tumble sport. So I say, really, we just run through the list. There's not really anything. There's no award winner or loser here. Um, and then we'll get to Waz's uh, great little, great little uh, ender. Um, Adrian Peterson, obviously a first-rounder in most cases. Uh, went from all day to no day. What do you, we don't need to talk about these guys. No, no, Let's we, we don't have some. to talk
2: about them. Let's, you know what? There actually is kind of a really close winner in this list. And one of these uh, candidates on here is Sammy Watkins. And he was just, sure, he only played eight weeks. But in, in those eight weeks, he was Awful. I mean, it was it was nothing that you wanted from Sammy Watkins. The Buffalo Bills were a train wreck the whole way. We saw the whole season go downhill. Rex Ryan doesn't have a job. Terrell Taylor's about to work his way out. Who knows what the hell's going? And Sammy Watkins is was probably the person that felt it the worst because I don't know. He, he didn't seem motivated. He, he he wasn't the same player that we we saw in Clemson. It was I don't know. Sammy Watkins felt like he was. A little bit hurt down low, and he kind of just ruined it for a lot down, of fantasy teams. Ups,
1: down low, where?
2: Just, just, just.
0: <laughs> You know what I mean? But here's the question: I think we've seen enough with Sammy to know uh, this is another guy. that's a fourth pick overall. Is he a football player? Is he have that work ethic? Is he have? I know he's got the skill set, but is he? And I, I'm not trying to knock on him in any way. I, I love Sammy. I've seen, I've seen we've seen those moments that are just like the ball's out there, no fucking way he's gonna grab it, and then all of a sudden it's like, boop, I'm under it. Is Sammy gonna be able to pull off a career? Is he not a football player? Is he on the wrong team? Do you like him still? I know you like you loved him in the past. I loved him as a result of that and seen some great. He's a sick talent. Is he gonna do something? Or is he I mean with is with he the Buff- David
1: Boston part two or not that with, the- with the Buffalo Bills it's hard to say. We gotta see what they do with the quarterback position. because uh, they don't seem committed to just you know, throwing the ball enough to give him volume and they wanna play slow and tight to the vest. Uh, so we've gotta see a little bit of change this offense. To go more his way, because he's uber talented. But we've also got to see him be healthy for a preseason heading into a season. Yeah, I agree And that's that. something I need. Because if he's, if there's any sort of question mark about his health heading into next season, I'm he's just gonna be wide receiver forty on my board. I'm not drafting him. Like <laughs> great,
0: great, great input. I agree with everything you said. What about you?
1: You know, the quarterback's the big thing. At the same time, like
2: you said, close to the vest. You know who else was a really good wide receiver in the Buffalo Bills is Robert Woods. Always Maybe. was. And Bobby Woods. And, and like I you know, he, he will never be a thing just the way this Buffalo's always been. Uh, I was I was a fan of Charles Clay, and they paid him so much money and still couldn't even get him involved enough. Um, it it really is gonna come down to the whole scheme change, what they're gonna do there in Buffalo. I think Sammy Watkins does have the Drive and motivation to be an NFL wide receiver and be one of the best. I I think he wants to be. Um, But I think the city of Buffalo, being from Buffalo myself, kind of brings everyone down. It's just, there's just, you know, it's a little different. It's almost like Cleveland, you know, you got the Industrial Revolution city where it's just like everything's outdated and you just feel like you're left playing backyard football for nothing. You know what I mean? So, I I think Sammy Watkins can be a good player depending on how the Buffalo Bills fill out the rest of the roster, especially starting at quarterback. Love it. Sammy Watkins or Sammy
0: Squatkins? All right. Robbie Gronkowski, what do you think? Let's just talk quickly about a few players, and we'll get to this last bit because we basically got about 15 minutes, and then we got to do some close-up music, here.
1: I mean, Rob's got, like, so many goddamn injuries. You look back, all the way back to Arizona, and there's just... Injury after injury after injury, and now he's got a back, and the back's been a recurring thing, good. and it's not good. It's no winner. So, <laughs> but you know, talk of them potentially moving on from Rob is real scary because if he moves on to another team, I'm just not going to touch him in a draft next year. He's just – I mean, there'll be a point where I would, but – Thinking Rob goes in the second or third round on a new team seems a little far-fetched to me. So, we'll we'll see what happens.
0: And he hasn't been a great pick, really, in the first round for the last two or three years.
2: Yeah, not happening. That's that's also... Rarely warranted too. I mean, if you're taking, but it happens every. Exactly. Every I, I, I'm pretty sure all the uh, analysis show that if you're taking a tight end, even if it's Rob Gronkowski in the first round, the rest of your roster really doesn't fill out properly. Yeah. I and you're, you're losing a lot of top end value at the other positions that you desperately need, like the limited amount of uh, running back ones and the wide receivers that have, are going to score you touchdowns. So, every time I did a mock last year that I went Gronk in the upper end. Like, it just looks disjointed. And it always is. I've so, done yeah. it. It's really hard to say, I'm just going to let Rob Gronkowski fall into the second round. You don't want someone else to have them, so you take him. You know what yeah. I mean? You, you don't want someone else Pairing him up with DeMonte Freeman. It, can, I, can I be honest? It's a weird thing. I've never had Rob
0: Gronkowski on any fantasy team I've ever had. It's fun. But it's mm-hmm. also it's easy. No, you know a lot of us- not, I, I mean I, he's a great player. Look at the numbers he's throwing up. Is some of the greatest, probably three of the top five fantasy tight end seasons ever.
2: I have just never had the guy. It, it's easy. He wants, because a lot of us stream tight ends cross, as well because you can cross, you can plug in most teams. tight ends and get enough value. But with Rob Gronkowski, it's pretty easy as long as he's starting a football game.
0: Yeah, and I love the guy. I think just like just watching him on the parade. Having people throw beers at him and hit him with his shirt off, being a fucking nug, uh, uh, drinking them, Rather then slamming them down. Going, I
2: party for my fans. I want to know how long that's gonna last for sure. You know, but we talked about right? Walk, Here's something I want to actually. Uh, here's the comparison I want to make. Brand next you season. Said brand, not right, not brain. <laughs> this is brand. Did you say brand or brand? Brand. Yeah, this is brand. He'll be that forever. I agree with that. We talk about Sammy Watkins. What do you guys? How do you guys feel about you know another candidate uh, on this list, Keenan Allen? Uh, it's really difficult with Keenan Allen, in my opinion. I want to love the guy. I was a huge fan of his breakout season, and I, I'm like, just give him 16 games, he'll do it again. But we can't get there.
0: Yeah, we can't get there. I, I, I mean, I think he's going to come into a value next year. I'll draft him if it's like you know, in the sixth, seventh round. Which won't happen because he's going to be around playing and running, but he's just got bad luck. I don't think
1: we need to go too deep into it. How do you feel about it? Uh, Keenan Allen's one of those guys that just seems like he will be overdrafted for my taste. Like, no matter how many times he gets injured, the pace stats are always going to be Keenan Allen had seven targets and 16 route runs <laughs> last year. Keenan Allen had, you know, seven targets. In a half worth of plays. Sure. And people are just going to say, he's going to be the main target in this offense. And if if true, Tyrell Williams finished his wide receiver 16 or whatever he finished as. Wouldn't he can, would be yeah. Well, Keenan Allen's better. Why can't he finish better? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it just seems a little, he, like he'll get drafted. If he gets drafted in the top 20 wide receivers, he's probably out of my price range. Yeah, I agree with that. And at the same time, if
0: he fades and if his value ADP is low, then take a swing on him. And if he plays 16 games, I feel good about his
2: situation. But I don't feel good about him playing 16 games. It Seems like such an unlikely scenario, though. It, it's always going to be Keenan Allen always going to be one of those guys that will be overdrafted. because they're always going to be. He's only one year removed from a uh, awesome season. Then, like into this season, he's only two years removed. And who knows how long we're going to hear this. Oh, four years ago, Keenan Allen was phenomenal. You know, we're, we're going to be waiting on him for a while. And it's going to be, I'll admit, I'm going to have a hard time passing on him in, like, the third round. Because that's always where he was for me for a while. I mean, there, there, he had that year where, I, you know, he was teetering on the second. But it's re- going to be really hard to pass on Keenan Allen when he's going to be the main target.
0: I've never been so high on him, and the one thing, all these injuries, and he's not an elite athlete, he's a great football player, but these injuries will pay dividends. RG3 to RG0, I'm um, not going to talk about no. that one. Jamal Charles, even the team itself, let's quickly go through these ones. The team itself is saying, hey, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, he might be on his way out of there. The fact that he didn't play it down this year is not good. Tony Romo... Yeah, uh, well, we'll see where he goes. I wish him the best. Hopefully, he's got another few years in him, but that's another guy that's just like... Va- he's kind of the the
1: poster boy of Vaginitisville. All right, I remember gonna, there was a guy named Peyton Manning who suddenly looked like his career was over and then signed with the team and put up a record season. I'm so.
0: hoping that Romo can do it because I, I like the guy. I think we're done with that one. There's not really like a winner on this one. This is just more kind of like... Uh, it's like, which tampon's the least bloody?
3: <laughs> He's got a sad party.
0: I love saying something like yeah, He wants to edit, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, this is just garbage. Uh, overall, we got to quickly close out. Oh, shit. Go
2: for it. Tell us what we're doing here.
3: Cash me outside, how about that?
2: So, the the, the cash me outside, how about that award... Let's award a, a, an unrestricted free agent who is most likely to change teams. That's that, that's the first part, and maintain fantasy value going into next season. So, the ca-
1: so they're going to go outside and get cash.
2: Yeah, yeah, cash me outside.
1: <laughs> How the organization. About? I like this. I like, like this
0: bridge. <laughs> I like I this bridge. i was, I was super so sober, sober this time.
2: So. <laughs> I like the bridge. All right, so I only threw five guys on here. I mean, there's so many free agents that we can consider that are going to be on different teams. But, uh, so the candidates are Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins, and we're just going to go from there. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, Deshaun Jackson, Elshon Jeffrey, and Terrell Pryor. Now, real quick, we talked a little bit about Elshon Jeffrey possibly leaving. We discussed how great of an athlete Le'Veon Bell is. Off the top, I don't think Kirk Cousins and Le'Veon Bell are going to find new teams this offseason. season. I think Washington is going to be smart enough to re-sign the franchise quarterback and pay him a boatload of money. They're going to save some money, get rid of Djax, who is going to go to a different team. Probably get rid of Garcon because he might be a bear next year. I want him, you know. And uh, Garcon's going to be a target all. It is what it is. But Le'Veon Bell, I, I think the. St- the Steelers can't be the Steelers without Le'Veon Bell. I know we've seen them do with D'Angelo Williams, but Le'Veon Bell is, is, is such a big part of their offense. It'd be foolish of them to let him go. So I think it really comes down to uh, the wide receivers. Elshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Terrell Pryor. Who do you guys feel will find a new team next season and perform at the you know at the Valley that they did this year? Real quick, Deshaun Jackson finished as a, the wide receiver thirty. Elsham Jeffrey, wide receiver 52 based off of injuries, but we can kind of expect him to in the 1-2 range. Yeah. Terrell Pryor, a great
1: season, wide receiver 21 from the Cleveland Browns. All right, so in addition to that, like I feel if Kirk Cousins were to leave Washington, he wouldn't end up in as good a situation as he, was, as he is in Washington. He'd end up in a place like San Francisco where he's throwing two, you know, Wide Torrey receivers I, no wide receivers we don't even know yet because Torrey Smith is not going to be there Eric Rodgers. Jer- Jer- Jeremy Curley like is Eric Rodgers, that, like Jer- Jeremy Curley is who he's going to be throwing to so he's gonna end he like that's the type of place he could go. I don't think he could perform as well outside of Washington because I just don't think the team would be very there's good. there's no question about it um love Bell. I think if he were to leave he would end up on a team that just wants to pay him a boatload of money. And they wouldn't have a very good offensive line. And then his patience would look like a drawback. (laughs) Because if you're too patient and your guys can't block for you, you're just going to get destroyed behind the line of scrimmage. So I don't think he can perform like that in another system. And they've tailored their system to his strengths. Uh, So that's my thoughts on Le'Veon. So getting to those three wide receivers – if I had to choose who's going to be the guy most similar no matter where he goes, it's got to be Deshaun Jackson, because you know Deshaun ain't going to change for nobody. <laughs> Deshaun going to be Deshaun, Deshaun going to run deep routes, catch touchdown passes every now and then, be one of the most up or down wide receivers on a weekly basis, but will have that deep threat, deep play, you know, playmaker type element and I don't think that changes no matter the team he goes to, whether he ends up back in Philadelphia, or whether they start looking at him in Tennessee, or in Chicago, or in San Francisco. I, I just don't think it matters. Hold oh. did, on. Did you say the, the, the hoes are laughing? Yep. So the audience are a
3: bunch of hoes. Yep. Catch me outside, how about that?
0: Catch you outside? What does that
3: mean? <laughs> what I just said. How about that? How about that? How about that? Yup. How about that? Straight
2: Just like said said, uh, Deshaun Jackson. So who do you think is going to be throwing in that football? You mentioned Carson Wentz. You threw in possibly Matt Barkley or Jimmy Garoppolo in Chicago. I, I, mean, I don't
1: think it matters. You don't think it
2: matters. You still think he's going to get that deep ball and put up you know, mid-wide receiver three numbers. This I, next
1: I also think Deshaun will do Deshaun things and look for a good team where he gets a good contract and where he knows he's going to get the ball.
2: I think he's going to get paid. I, I think Garcon is going to be probably the more targeted right, wide receiver based on his usage and the fact that he can run better routes and get across the middle and, and catch footballs pretty much anywhere. Um, I, I really wish I threw him in this list in place of Deshaun Jackson. Pierre Garcon's a little bitch. You know, he, he hates him, so <laughs> no, but that doesn't mean he ain't good a player. I mean, that, that guy's a target hog. You, you can't hate on him for it. I, you can't. Yeah, I feel did. like
0: I'd rather have a
2: Pierre Garcon <laughs>
0: – than a than a friggin' uh, then a friggin' Does, franchise tag,
2: he, Alshon Jeffrey any day of the friggin' week. So you think Alshon's leaving? You don't think he can maintain I, oh, I pray, wide two numbers anywhere else? I pray Alshon's
1: gone. I mean, sure, leaving I think he 40, could. 14 million but it also depends on the like. Here's the thing: I think Alshon Sorta needs a fit because when we talk about Tennessee. You know, Marcus Mariota likes to throw the short, you know, pass, and then likes to take a deep shot, but also doesn't like to force the ball into areas. Um, But Alshon's one of those guys that doesn't get much separation and sort of needs the ball forced to him. So he's going to need one of those style quarterbacks who's going to give him opportunities. All right, let's just push forward real quick because I wanted to bring up Terrell Pryor.
2: This guy blew our minds. He he looks like a legitimate wide receiver. If he goes somewhere else, do you think he can maintain that
1: type of monster play that he does? Terrell Pryor is going to be tough it depends where he signs like when you sign as a wide receiver i want you to go up from a wide receiver two to a wide receiver one if you're already the wide receiver one it's hard to go up or i want you upgrading quarterbacks and still maintaining the wide receiver one status you have how many places can you maintain wide receiver one status and get an upgrade at quarterback i think it's very very few it's
2: really hard to go down from Cleveland, though, but if I had to make a vote, I'm, I'm going with Elshon Jeffrey. I think he's going to do good anywhere else. I like I like uh, Pryor more. I don't know
0: why everyone hates him so much, but I think that's because he's just like, he just really cares, and he's obviously a job. He likes to talk smack. There's some issues there, but I think that's a driver for him. I don't think he's worth, you know, fucking a $50 million contract. Uh, you know, three years removed from being a quarterback for Ohio State well, one, or
1: whatnot. <laughs> one year removed from being a quarterback in general. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well he was I remember I got I got priors when he was a quarterback, literally the starting quarterback for like four weeks for the Raiders four seasons ago. Um but team, I like I, if, that's strong. If, if I was, got like, priors if I yeah it's a good one. <laughs> uh if I was gonna say I like I'll take a, a prior and his athletic ability, his Work ethic and want and this desire much more. Alshon Jeffrey is a fucking lazy ass. That's all I'm gonna say on it. Um, do so we have man, anything
2: else to go? Who who gets the award? You got Deshaun, I I got Alshon. You got Terrell Pryor. Three way tie for the uh, cash me outside. I I Why well, say cash me outside?
0: I mean, if you're talking, what what what's the word? Like they, the guy that's gonna make the most money is Kirk Cousins. If you're talking about the leaves. cash level. Absolutely,
2: but do you think he's going to leave? I don't think he's going to leave. No, I don't think he's going to leave. All right. of the I tr- think they're going to sign Jeffrey trell Pryor. who gets the most money? It's probably going to be Elshon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cash mess out with that. Cash? <laughs> like, what do you mean? What
0: are you <laughs> talking about?
2: Thank you, Jeffrey. Hey,
0: guys, Friday night. Love talking fantasy football. As we said, we're not sure, but we're going to take a couple of weeks off because we just haven't done that in Five years, really, and we decided after this Super Bowl we're going to just kind of, like, take a little time and decompress and do what everyone else does. And it doesn't mean that we're not firing it up and doing fantasy shite. We're just not going to be recording and talking about stuff that we're going to be talking about in a month. So, Waz, love you, buddy. You're yeah. an awesome addition, dude. Love, what, love the knowledge you're dropping. I know our fans are, too. On Twitter and everyone, I, I've, I've gotten words from people and direct messages like, You're a lucky guy, have Waz. You're awesome, dude. Stack party. Find your friggin' apartment tomorrow. The old, you and the old bag. Just take a dump in it, like I said last week. Take a hump on it, like I said last week. Like, just tell the real estate agent to take a hike. we got to dump and hump and see if this is our home. And uh, other than that, we love you. It's weekend. See ya. All season, pyro to you. We love you. Let's do it. Fire it up.
3: Catch me outside. How about
1: that?
3: Catch me outside. How about that?
1: Outtakes. <laughs> no. The, sh- on. The, Keep show on. After the show after the what
2: show. What does, does that, that mean?
3: <laughs> what did I just say? Cash <laughs> me outside. How about
2: that? The audience is hoes. <laughs> so you're, you're, and then everyone claps. You're like, yeah, I'm a ho. Is that what happens? No, yeah. They're like, so the audience are hoes. And she's like, yeah. And
0: they're like. Well, here's what I'm going to say. I love it. <laughs> Cash me outside. Black Crows. This is off the album. Um. What's the name of the album? By Your Side. The opener was Go Faster. The closer is Virtue and Vice.
1: Randy, Randy, Randy. me outside, how about that?